What up, what up? Welcome back to another episode of Cultivated Ignorance. I am Will, the host. And I am Mike, your saved and sanctified host. The playlist, Mike. You saved? I'm super saved. When did this happen? What time is it? Uh, <laughs> about 6 o'clock. But it might revert after the show. Hopefully. Anyways. No, that's dumbness. <laughs> oh, being saved is dumb. Okay. Well. We have a brand new episode for you. <laughs> full of great insights from me. Uh, mm, comical. Debatable. Uh, comical inserts by Michael. <laughs> uh, no real insight. No real, no real gems from him. True gems. Um, this is we got a great show. We're gonna be talking about all things black once again. Uh, we're gonna be talking about black Klansmen, insecure, mm-hmm. random acts of flyness, mm, just the Atlanta three. on acid. That's what you call it, ain't it? <laughs> what the, uh, <laughs> I did call it Atlanta on acid. That's basically what it is. Yeah, three um, of the blackest things you can watch right now. Yeah, we're gonna be talking about all that, and we got a thirst of the week as always. Yes. I know that's what y'all really tune in for. Y'all don't yeah. even come here for us. Oh, little update. Don't don't be soft. Don't don't do that. No crazy. no no. Oh, okay. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna throw shade. No, I'm not <laughs> okay. gonna do that. Right. <clears throat> there is shade to be thrown. <laughs> I will. Uh, I'll, I'll digress from that. Um. <laughs> so, last week, if you check our Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, which is at Cultivated Ignorance, uh, please uh, follow, subscribe, all that, comment all on that. our posts, all that. Um, last week, last episode's Thirst of the Week, who was Wheezy from Horrible Decisions. You yes. can find her at Wheezy, WTF, on Instagram. She's so fine. She had, she showed love. So mad love. And she double tapped our Thirst of the Week post. Double tap. And she commented. And she, what did she comment, Will? She commented the emoji with the kisses. With the kisses? But she, so she we got, basically got kissed by Wheezy. I mean, bro, like. Basically, in the mouth. Bro, nigga, we made it. Like, yeah, I don't know what to tell y'all, but. So we popping. What's up, Tanya? What's up, Indigo? Um, thank uh, y'all for joining, man. I'm going to keep shouting y'all out during the show. Um, but just so y'all know, we popping now. Like, yeah, like, I mean, we're taking sponsors. Um, uh, you can hit our Patreon. Patreon. You can hit our OnlyFans page. You can hit up our um, premium Snapchat. Yeah, premium Snap. <laughs> you know, BG, what's happening? Um, so, yeah, man, that was a that was big for us. Yeah, it was great. I, I don't yeah. know if it's really big in the grand scheme of things. It but is big. Nah, bro. It's a we confirmation that we're doing we're we're doing the right thing. So. We doing all we popping now. So when you see us on the street, don't even look at us. Yeah. Don't act like you know us. If we if we want to acknowledge you, we will acknowledge you. Yeah. If you right. can't send money to our cash app, like yeah, don't you, even worry you about not, it. You not come with money in hand. Don't even. <laughs> don't even do it. But uh, yeah, man, this this week's show is gonna be dope. Like yes. I said, we're gonna be talking about insecure black Klansmen. Uh, random acts of flyness. Mm-hmm. Basically, all the shows we watch, all the shit we watch, and all tune the in black to. ass shows we watch. Yeah, I say that on there. You know, you be watching white shows like Fargo. That's your shit. Fargo, hey, bro, Chris Rock gonna be on the next season of Fargo. You gonna watch it? Chris no. Rock is gonna be a mob boss. No, he ain't. Yes, he is, bro. <laughs> the only black mob boss that there will ever be is uh, was it Michael K. Williams? So you gonna put out? You gonna knock out Idris Elba? Bro, I mean, he was like, don't don't get slapped. Don't get slapped. I'm bro. just saying, like the person they always cast for black mob bosses, they Michael K. Williams. He just that was the goat. Terry, what's happening? How you doing? Who? Terry Doug, that might be one of your friends. Terry oh. Denise Douglas. I don't know you, but I'm glad you're joining us. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, so yeah, man. Before we do all that, we're gonna get into these church announcements that Michael will. The highly anticipated church announcements. Um, yeah, Lisa, what's happening? How you doing? 
What? Go ahead. No, were you throwing shade in my church announcements? <laughs> All right, y'all. What's happening tonight? Uh, y'all already know. Bless the mic at Taste of Jamaica, eight o'clock p.m. Five dollar cover. My beautiful, beautiful friend, amazing human being in general, but performer. She's just out of this world. Raw Beauty will be performing. Um, she's also about to have a baby, so please bring baby shower gifts. You having the first ever baby shower open mic? You ain't never seen no shit like this before. Um, like I said, come bearing diapers, clothes, all that stuff. It's going to be a boy, so do that. Um, $5 cover, come through. Uh, Saturday, August 25th. Uh, awesome local poet. Ben, what's happening? What do you say? So we're going to do... Ben going to come in here every time I ask about this joint show. Every single show. We're going to do the joint show when y'all when y'all plan it, man. They blow us up. Bro, I, bro, we just told everybody in here... Yeah, exactly. If you're not hitting the Cash App, you're not hitting the Patreon... Ben came in late. We got to we got to tell him. Oh, okay. He came in late. Ben, you late to the party. Wheezy WTF from Horrible Decisions gave us a shout out. Well, she kissed us on yeah, she Instagram. Kissed us. Yeah, she kissed our IG. Double tapped us, so we famous now. So I don't even know if we can do the joint show no more because we big time. I don't y'all I don't know y'all local, so I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday, August twenty fifth. <laughs> um, my the artist, awesome local artist. This is gonna go straight to our heads. Um, <laughs> Chantel and Charles, what's happening? Um, my artist is doing a pet pop-up um, portrait shop. Um, she's, a, she's a phenomenal, phenomenal painter, a local artist. This is a pet-friendly um, pop-up event. Um, she's got all kinds of amazing paintings that you can purchase. And you can register to get like a free portrait done of your pet, uh, if you have one, because I don't fuck with pets like that. Will has a pet rabbit that comes out like once every year, whenever he has company. Rabbit died a couple weeks ago, bro. Are you serious? Yeah. Damn, bro, what happened? Nigga was old, bro. I was like, no joke, no lie. I was wondering how old the rabbit was because I remember you had a. Yeah, the rabbit like, was like ten years old. Damn, bro, I'm sorry. It's all good, man. I don't want to do this. I was down in the dumps until Weezy gave us that double tap. <laughs> hey, bro, she looked you back up. Yeah, bro. bro I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> he was crying and everything. <laughs> ben said we a cheap knockoff of <laughs> Oh, word. We throwing shade in the chat now. Okay, all right, all right bro. Next time y'all do a show, we, we pulling up. We pulling up, Ben. <laughs> we pulling up. All right, if you can't make the pop up shop, and if you're in Charleston. Um, sensual erotics expressions. Um, my boy Israel, the poet, poet has a show called the Sex Show. So you ain't no questions to ask about what it's about. Uh, one of the biggest erotic poetry events in Charleston. Actually, they go around all around all around the South. Uh, very dope show. Um, that's going down at um, BG's Event Center. Um, like I said, August twenty fifth, eight o'clock p.m. Twenty five dollar cover. A little steep, but it's definitely worth it. I went to their shows like a while back. I was dating somebody. It was her birthday. I let her get on stage, and somebody literally ate like a melon out of her lap. Like it's, it's a freaky ass show. And so you went so you could get the buns warmed up for the. It worked. It worked fine. So if you're trying to get buns warmed up, it's, it it's a great up. event to go to. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and last but not least, oh, we God. have bro. This is Will's. This oh is Will's God. Place. We have arguably the best show in Columbia. Some might say the country, but we're gonna we're gonna keep it tame. We're gonna keep it tame. Uh, amazing show called Blue Note Poetry, September fourth. The amazing Darwin, the Amoda. Which, by the way, shout out to Darwin. We didn't even shout out Darwin in the show. Shout out to Darwin for helping us record the show yet again. Yeah, we need to shout out Darwin every show. Every single show. Y'all don't know what this man does behind the scenes. He got a whole studio audience out here. We told him to shut the hell up, but they, it's a whole studio audience right here. It's a whole setup, man. Like Darwin does all this stuff. Um, shout out to Darwin. He's always gonna show up at the shows. But September fourth, seven thirty p.m. Blue Note Poetry. We got the famous Ashley Harris coming to the perform. 
as well as Con Science, amazing dude on the come up out of Augusta. Bugs, what's happening, cuz? Good to see you, bro. Um, yeah, man, it's gonna be a dope show. Absolutely free. Pearls, 936 Gervais Street. Be there at 730. Are you done with your little? Well, I gotta be a little. Why you already? <laughs> I need to stop talking yet. You done with your little uh, <laughs> insert? I'm done with the main. You done with your little bullet points? <laughs> <laughs> they are bullet points. They are bullet points. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, man. All right, so let's jump right into this show. So, uh, what was it? Two weeks ago, Insecure finally came back. Yes, thank God. We've and we waiting. have been so blessed with these first two episodes. Yeah. Um, if I don't know if everybody's up to date, but this is going to be a little bit of spoilers. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a little bit of spoilers. Sorry, y'all. Um, so, anyways, at the end of season two, uh, Issa had to move in with Daniel. Uh, she couldn't afford her rent no more. Issa and Lawrence, it looks like they're done at least for a while. Molly's still... Or is Hop still out here, man? Yeah, we yeah we still hopped up. Um, Molly's still out here fucking Dro. Um, and we don't know if Dro is in an open Bro, relationship or not. Please comment if you think Dro is actually in this open relationship or not. Because it's, it's a little unclear. It's unclear, man. It's unclear. The nigga Dro might just be with Dirty Dick. He, just might, not, he might be out here doing whatever the fuck he feel like. You know, these light-skinned dudes ain't nothing to begin with. So. Why you got to... Well, I'm not like this, so talk about how you feel. <laughs> it's just facts. It's just facts. Um, so yeah, man. Episode one, we kind of get a catch up of uh, where everybody's at. Um, and this this season is like super focusing on Issa and Molly. Uh, and I would say like Molly is. I don't know. I would say like she has like a, about forty percent of the show focused around her. Yeah, I'm with that. Um, so Issa's still living with Daniel. First episode's hilarious. Um, that is. But uh, Molly is a. Uh, I'm over here looking at buns as they walk by. But, uh, <laughs> Just so y'all know, it's a surge of fine ass black women in the library right now. Yeah, it's like it's it's amazing it's, out here. It's abundant. Spirit, how you doing, bro? Good to see you, man. Um, so yeah, Molly's uh, Issa's still living with Daniel, and Molly is kind of like getting her shit together. Like in season two, she was kind of going with whatever for the most part. As far as dudes go. Yeah, as far as dudes go. Crew wise, she was killing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and in season three, you kind of see her like take control of not just that her relationship situation with Dro, but also her job situation. You know, she was getting more or less fucked over <laughs> at the white uh, at the white law firm. Mm-hmm. So you see her switch over to a black law firm, and she's kind of transitioning with that. Mm-hmm. But um, anyways, one of the best scenes or one of the first scenes in the shit of the new season is Issa's like trying to sleep on the couch. <laughs> And like Daniel is just yamming these buns. He's doing a bunny hop, bro. He's just he's like, <laughs> I saw a quicker like, <laughs> like sound like he's about to wrap it up, bro. <laughs> I wasn't focusing on that man's stroke game like you. I wasn't either, but I'm just saying. From I, what my ears I can't heard, tell, bro. Bro, like, I closed my eyes. I heard it. I heard the the, the, the clappery, bro. <laughs> no, you heard that man's groans. <laughs> <laughs> You heard, uh, uh, nah, bro. Uh, I heard none of that, bro. But yeah, man. So, Issa's like on on the couch. Like, you ever seen that look where people just like just startled and like afraid to move, <laughs> like scared. Like you heard something move in the middle of the night, but you don't want in the house. Like she had that look on her face. Yeah, bro. So Issa's just there, and like she she's looking uncomfortable as shit. She's looking crazy. And I mean, you could tell Daniel kind of. I don't know if he did it on purpose, but it, you don't know if he did it. Bro, it seems like it. You don't know if he did it on purpose. 
Bro, I mean, when you getting buns, bro, like, it just is what it is. Well, he invited that woman over. He knew what was going down. Maybe he thought Issa was... There you go. You going to do what you did with the Charlamagne <laughs> show again? <laughs> but, yeah, man. So, the question is, man, like, is... Was Daniel wrong? Like, was he wrong for... Like, because if, if she's living there mm-hmm. and they're not fucking... And he's just trying to help her get back on her feet. And she dissed him in the past. Dissed him hard. Yeah, she, yeah, she swerved him in a, his ass. Call him in an itch. She, she just needed to scratch. That was dirty. It's emasculating. She castrated that man. But then Daniel busted her face. Did, what? <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about that. That's a, well, that was a big payback. It's um, <laughs> a big payback. So, yeah, man, was he wrong for, like, smashing? He wasn't wrong whatsoever. He was inconsiderate. <laughs> as shit. <laughs> inconsiderate as hell. But I mean, that's that's that man's house. He can get what he want. I'm trying to figure out why Issa's even staying there in the first place. Because she playing games. Exactly. Bro, Issa's the master <laughs> of playing games on this show. Like, that's what I'm saying, man. That's why I keep fighting with people on because they keep saying, oh, she's staying there for the convenience. She can't stay with Molly because she broke her vase, or whatever the fuck. Da, 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 da. Oh, yeah. I don't know what thing. happened with Molly and them back in 05 or whatever. Molly claimed that she broke her vase. Hey, Sherelle, how you doing? Um, Molly claims she broke her vase, and that's why they can't stay together because they be in each other's way. And I guess then they try to stay together in the previous season, and they got on each other's nerves or some shit. I don't know. I don't know. But they can work it out. They want to work it out. I think Issa is. I think like Daniel is like that. That dick in like a glass case. Like what? Issa can crack whenever she wants to. <laughs> it's like breaking case of emergency. Emergency dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, got some horn. No one's calling. Bing. <laughs> like and Daniel's a good dude, man. So she's like. Daniel's a strong, upstanding black brother trying to do his thing in his own place, trying to make music, trying to live his life. Yeah, I don't know how that's going, but here come the devil. He's the devil. He's the, the devil. black woman's the devil to you, huh? No. That's what we doing. This black woman is the devil. <laughs> her character, not in real life. Oh, her character. I don't even think she's that bad as a character. She's a, she's a little selfish. It's a lot selfish. <laughs> it's a lot selfish. Yeah, man. Um, so, like, is is Issa, I mean, is she wrong for staying there? Like, you got to get up on your feet. Is there other places she can stay? Is that what we're going with? You got your parents. You got Molly. Where are her parents? Are her parents there still? They're somewhere right now. I know where Molly's parents are. Where? Molly's parents stay in Compton, but I don't know where Issa's parents are. Oh, that's right. I'm pretty sure Issa's parents are out there. Somebody had posted something in a discussion group about her parents. Then and she got her them. brother. And she got her brother. Like just chilling. Is her brother gay? Did we yeah. was that revealed? Okay. That was what well, that's been revealed. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, not paying attention. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> yeah, he's been gay forever. But um I mean what you think? I think she she knows exactly what she's doing. She's trying to block. I don't think she's trying to block nothing, but she's like like I said, like if there's ever a time where Issa's like, all right, I just want to be with him. Like it won't be a it won't be a hard transition. So that's like obstructing him moving on, and like subli- like subliminally, like that sneaky shit. Like, yeah, I mean, it wasn't that obvious in episode one, but in episode two, like it was like obvious. Like they was like, "Hey, I'll drop the fucking world for you." Because <laughs> <laughs> old girls in there talking about light skin love and shit, bro. In episode two, Issa was like, "Yeah, I know your girl don't like me staying over," and um. <laughs> Daniel was like, yeah, man, you got to go. And the next thing, the next thing, he was like, he was like, yeah, Daniel, I really need this. 
He was like, "All right, man, I'll work it out with that motherfucker, man." It wasn't that. It wasn't that easy. <laughs> it wasn't that easy. It was, it was after she helped him get in the club yeah. and stuff. After he got off his little pride and everything, we just gonna talk about that. But um, after she helped him get in the club and then like pushed him to go talk to the dude, yeah. which Dan, apparently Dan don't know how to talk to people. He doesn't. <laughs> he was up there. I, but that just shows you like the show ain't just about her insecurities or women's insecurities. Like, yeah, absolutely. That was. I thought that was dope. Yeah, super dope, for sure. But like after all that, then he was like, all right, I mean. Cause I think he was trying to make it a big deal for her to go so he could get her out of his face because he already fighting the mixed emotions, let alone, like, I'm sure his lady, if they're even actually a couple, is saying stuff. Like, she did say stuff about Issa being there and everything. Yeah. So he's like, you're not about to just sit here and just block my blood. What did she you. say? She said something about, like, ain't you got some other girl to... She said, oh, yeah, your roommate. I'm sure you can go entertain your roommate or some shit like that. Yeah. So she was feeling a way about it. She was. And they ain't saying, man, fuck that. <laughs> get these Issa buns. <laughs> He ain't got him yet, but like, bro, he done had the whole face, bro. What, what else do you need? <laughs> what else do you need after you get the face, bro? Somebody in the insecure, you gotta join an insecure discussion group. It's like ten something thousand black people just being <laughs> ratchet. <laughs> somebody had posted like, um, celebrating the return of Issa insecure. Post your favorite picture of Issa, and everybody had all like the red carpet pictures, <laughs> all the dresses. Some <laughs> nigga, this dude, <laughs> this dude posted the face shot like right when it hit her, like. <laughs> She got like 30 something likes on the, on the comments. That's what it deserved, too. Terrible. Um, so, yeah, man, like, I, I guess I could see, like, how Issa is, like, blocking his blessings, but, like, I feel like that's just human nature, like. To block somebody's blessings? Well, a selfish nigga's human nature. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. But have you ever, like, been in a situation where, like, you know, it's either, now, maybe not necessarily you because, you know, you're so perfect or whatever. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Say so. But no, have you have, have you ever had like somebody try to do that to you? Absolutely. No, for sure. And I've even been guilty of it myself. Like, I don't know how many people have done this thing where like you actually in a relationship with somebody and um you see an inkling that a person moving on and like even if you know you're not supposed to be with that person, like you know y'all in it for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like a part of you is like, damn, bro, they moving on and shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So I don't done like purposely try to sabotage it too many times, but like you get the urge to, like especially if y'all are still friends and they tell you like good news, so and so happened. Some people be like, oh, you mess around with so and so. Like they say some, they just throw some shade, or they try to undermine the person. What did this mean mug this shit, bro? What you did to this man? Bro, I beat his ass up, bro. All right, bro. <laughs> I just told the Jasmine Buffet story to somebody at the, the other day. Bro, I hope you told it the right way. <laughs> I did. Well, I kicked that nigga ass. <laughs> okay. Y'all believe it if y'all want to. What's up, Troy? Where the man been at? Um, God damn. I know, right? Blast from the past right <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, I definitely had people. I call it people trying to remind you that you are human. Whenever you try to go up too high, people just, like, undercut you, bro. They just, like, try to undermine your accomplishments. They try to just, like, act like it ain't a huge deal. They try to act like you ain't got no time for them, per se. Like... They, try, they if they if they don't involve directly them, like a lot of people don't even want to mess with it at all. They don't even want to celebrate it. To be honest with you, that's why I cut exes the fuck off, man. That's why I just cease all contact. I don't want you. To, I don't want to see you happy for a little while. I, I want to see you happy like a year later. But like, but like at that, <laughs> yeah, but like at that, you know, initial breakup. Nah, I feel like nah, I'm bro. Saying. I'm just gonna. Cause I ain't trying to block you from yours. Excuse me. I don't want you blocking me from mine, so I just won't see you. Period. 
it took me a while to understand that concept. I was like, why would you not want to see? Especially if you say that in during the breakup, it was like a it was a good breakup anyway. Yeah. And you say like, I just want to see you happy. You know, I still love you. Da da da. Like I was like, why would you not? Because it's that possessive it? shit. Like you said, jealousy, possessive. You still get jealous. Nonsense. Like you know, it's nonsense. That's but it's hard funny. to like free yourself from that kind of thought. Yeah. It's like a gross ass feeling, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like, oh, nigga, like, why am I feeling like this? <laughs> Is what it is. It's that hater monster, like rise up in your, in your <laughs> ass. So yeah, yeah, man. Also, like with the insecure shit. Shout out Dro, cause that's my dog. But you just said you hated Dro. No, I did not say I hated Dro. You just said Dro ain't shit. I he might not be, but he's still my dog. <laughs> no, that's what that's the guy. Still my guy. Still my guy. <laughs> Clear. Dro out here living his best life. Right. I don't know. He just got shut down. And well, he did. Know. Yeah, he got shut down, and his key took. <laughs> he got. But hey, Drove was beating that poom poom up though to get a key. Okay, let me ask you: How many people with like um, friends with benefit uh, relationships actually gave the other person a key? I ain't never seen that shit before. Depends on how deep y'all are. Like, and uh, <laughs> was like, I don't know, I ain't never heard of that shit. I, I haven't either, but I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> I mean, I would, I'd have to imagine like y'all would have to be like actual friends. I don't know. I don't see it. <laughs> I ain't nary a friend of mine got a key to my house, bro. Cause you don't have no friends with benefits. You just got friends. Okay. Just <laughs> but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, even when I, even if I did, right? Which you don't. In theory. Okay. <laughs> even if I did, I've never believed in like, I've never seen any situation where you would give somebody their key to just come in your house. That's a, that's when you come to a relationship, I feel like. Yeah. I can see that. Um, what if they had a key? What if, uh, <laughs> I'll figure it out. Go ahead. I'm trying to, man. It just don't seem right. <laughs> I mean, maybe the situation there really is a situation where, like, that person, like, it really is a friend. Mm-hmm. And then y'all start fucking. That happens, but I ain't no key exchange involved. <laughs> I guess, man. Yeah. Y'all, please comment if y'all ever had a, a messy friend. Maybe it's different from women. Maybe it's different from women. Maybe being a misogynist and not. Thinking outside the box. So now you're going to try to make me the resident <laughs> responsible of the show. He's trying to trade roles, bro. It's, it's fine. Uh, Regina, how you doing? Mike Cannon. Your boy Mike Cannon in the room. What's happening? Bro, I swear to God. <laughs> I swear to God. Mike, man, how much you miss Will? Let us know. Let us know how much you miss Will. Anyways, we're not even going to delete his comments. Stand how comment you <laughs> um, Yeah, man, I don't really know of a situation where that would happen. I never seen to be honest, not but, a one. Yeah, that's a relationship shit at that point. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Um, so yeah, man. So from season two to season three, you see Molly transition into like she's kind of taking control. Like season two, she's like not in control of that shit whatsoever. Like Joe's hitting, leaving whenever his wife calls. That bathroom um, scene. Smash. That's bathroom. When Joe smashed her in the bathroom, they walked out separately. Um. It just seemed like she was really out of control of that whole situation. And then in season two, I mean, season three, you see her transition to, she's like, I need definition of what this is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she, like, takes her key back to try and establish that. Also, like. Well, that just happened in season three. Yeah, I meant season three. Oh. If I didn't say that, yeah. Mm-hmm. She, You see her take the key back. Um, what were they? She was, like, something about, like, catching up on each other's lives and shit, like. He was trying to talk about something. He legit just came in her house. By the way, Mike said lips. Okay. <laughs> um, 
He literally just like came in her house, remember? And like while she was doing, she was washing up or something in the bathroom, and she came outside. He was out there with two glasses of wine. Like, hey, girl, how you doing? <laughs> and she was like, oh, she just let yourself in. He was like, yeah, I thought I could just you know chill. Don was happening, and so um, yeah, that's when she was just like, can I make you that? <laughs> can I? He was upset about it too. He was low-key upset about it. Did he have a reason to be upset? Like, you feel like he had a legit reason to be upset? I mean, from his point of view, like, it's like, okay, well, this shit's been working for however long. Mm-hmm. I assumed it was working for both of us. You know what I mean? Like, I can see how he could be upset at that. But, but to he, say, like, he he needs to argue against it? No, because right. it's not your fucking house. <laughs> so you think, like, she kind of spoiled him, and he was, like, like, the spoiled child that just got his, like, toys taken away after just getting his way for so long? Man, that's, that's like, man, you trying to, like, play him like I don't I, I think he's I think he has a legit reason to be upset about it no I'm not I wasn't trying to say it as an insult I'm just saying like he's been literally been spoiled he's been getting whatever he wanted all this time yeah and so when that's just like snatched away with no like context yeah that's what I meant I wasn't trying to make it be like he yeah being a you know bitch ass dude yeah um yeah man like I mean because the relationship was more so Controlled by him, controlled by his schedule. That's what I'm saying. Because she allowed it. She yeah. Just like, she put it all in his hands. So then, like, once that wasn't the flow anymore, you know. He was like, what? Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? What you mean? I was going to come in here and get the butt tonight. Yeah. And then, like, he was, <laughs> the pitiful shit was, like, when he tried to call her, she was like, all right, this is what I need from this relationship. Like, either we're not going to talk and fuck, mm-hmm. or we're just going to be friends. And then, like. The next day, he called her or some shit. He was like, yeah, how was your the, day or some shit like that? Yeah, like the very next day. I was like, nigga. You <laughs> waste no time. Yeah, bro. And then, like, she, uh, what was it? He was, like, talking, and she was like, give me head or some shit. Oh, like, no, he was already giving her head. And he tried, yeah. to, like, he tried to move on to bigger, better things. She was like, nah, nigga, you can go and stay nah, down there. Nah, you need to go and stay down there. <laughs> Eat this box and shut the hell up. The famous and all knowledgeable Indigo B said she was just setting boundaries. She um, was. Yeah, absolutely. I just I, we were just saying like I think it's just harder when he's getting his way for so long, and then like I said, you just all of a sudden like yo fuck the shit. Yeah. Like completely changed the game. And that's the thing where you don't communicate how you feel. Like a lot of people do that shit, man. Um, even yeah, when it comes she to feeling just like basically the whole time. That's what I'm saying, but never vocalize it. Yeah. And so like it's the same thing with friends. Um, one of the things I hate when people complain about how a certain friend acts all the time, they'll say so-and-so doesn't consider my feelings at all. They just, when they hit me up, they just want what they want. They don't even ask about me. They just go about their business. But they keep answering the phone. They keep talking to them about their problems. They don't ever vocalize it. So you finally snap and spaz on their ass. The person is legit confused. Yep. And the person's just like, they know what they did. Like, <laughs> they probably don't. Like, yep. let this shit slap for so long. So. So also, like, you know, Joe's not really a central character whatsoever. No. But it seems like Molly, Issa, and it seems like Daniel's starting to take like a, a pretty sizable role in the I'm show. I'm happy about that. How you feel about it? Um, I like him, man. Daniel's pretty cool. A lot of people saying Daniel's boring. Is he? <laughs> well, I maybe he's boring because we don't know shit about him yet. I think, and that's what I love about the last episode is like with the whole pride thing, which I, like you said, it was a really dope uh, moment. Um, you learned a lot about him in that moment when he was trying to get to the club and his ego was hurt. And it makes sense. Like, this nigga be working hard on his music. Obviously, he makes it the point to look fly and shit. He coming to the club. Oh, that sweater, was, that sweater was ill. Bro, everybody was talking about that sweater. That shit was fly. 
He like brought Issa. Of course, he likes Issa. He brought Issa to the club. Like in his mind, like yeah, I'm the musician. I'm about to go in the club, make this contact, and from impress Issa. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And all this stuff. All these people gonna see me. And you can't even get in the dough. Yeah. With your damn homeboy, who you secretly probably think is whack. I yeah. Feel like he can't be whack. I, I don't know if he thought he was whack, but he was like, man, like I talked to this dude, everything he knows, like I should be way ahead. Yeah. Of <laughs> yeah. I mean, he just like walks in, and just like, oh man, you good? Damn, I was like, nah, we good, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he just was like, you don't get your ass inside of here. He was like, nigga, no, let's let's go, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> right. That was funny. Um, so yeah, man, like, how do you think? How do you handle like jealousy when it comes to feeling like, you know, either your peers or people you've helped along the way, like mm-hmm. what, once they outpace you? I've never personally experienced that. I I've just learned at this point to use any type of envy as a form of inspiration. Like, for example, it's like a lot of old rappers or people who've been rapping for a long ass time who never really blew up get mad at mumble rappers because they get on the mic and say, rah, 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 and get a dope beep and they blow up. Yeah. And they get like fighting mad. I've always looked at that shit as an inspiration because it's like, if they can make it hot just doing that, like that, whatever that is, like imagine what you can do when you actually got lyrics and production and everything. Yeah. Like imagine how far you can go. Um, so I've always just used it as inspiration. I can't really. You do have your moments where it's like, damn, so and so doing like that, like, oh word, and you. I, I can't say I really feel feel a way about it, but like, it's just like more motivation. Just like, okay, I need to go harder. If anything, like, I need to try harder. I need to be working more. I yeah. need to take more advantages of more opportunities. Um, all that stuff. I can't say that it really the hate take control of me too much because um. Especially when it comes to Columbia scene, I'm just happy to see everybody do their thing out here. Because Lord knows, like, we need to build each other up like crazy out here. Yeah. Elizabeth, how you doing? What's going on? Mike said it's called hating. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what about you, man? Um, I think you just got to check yourself and know that, like, not everybody advances at the same time. Yeah. And maybe, like, even though the thing you're passionate about, it, it just might not be for you at the end of the day. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, sometimes you just need that reality check. Absolutely. Because, like, there's there's times when, like, I, I see people outpace me. Mm-hmm. And, like, it just, one one thing happened, and, like, my, my pay increased by, like, $15,000 out of nowhere just because I switched fields, you know what I mean? Right. And so, like, it took me, it took that happening for me to realize that, like, okay, just because this guy made forty fifty thousand dollars at 25, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't go to college, so my, so my, Timeline isn't gonna be the same as his. You know what I mean? Exactly. So you just gotta like you gotta check yourself all the time, man. All the time, like realize where that hate or envy is coming from. First yeah. and foremost, I um, mean, I have Michael hate on me all the time. That never happens. I, I mean, absolutely nothing to hate on. I mean, bro, you bro, you see the swag, bro. I see your dirty ass fake bro, polo first shirt. First off, it's fake. First off, the horse is real, bitch. Y'all, <laughs> we literally had several women wanting to come and like watch the show. And they saw Will's face. And, and they saw this knockoff they saw, members they saw, only jacket. The, <laughs> <laughs> they saw this Armani jacket and it was like, oh shit, can we stay here? And then they saw Will's They t-shirt. saw J. Cole dreads coming in. They, they definitely saw his hair. <laughs> they was like, oh shit, no. <laughs> I'm about to go get a brush and they never came back. Like, that was it. Bro. Mike said they see them lips. And they <laughs> bro, yeah, yeah, Mike, and they flocking. <laughs> they see these lips and they flocking, bro. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, 
When was the last time? Have you ever let, really let pride get the best of you? Oh, it's a long ass time ago, I feel like. Oh, so you just fucking perfect. Ain't nobody perfect, bro. But it's perfect. like, once you, it's all about self-examination, bro. Like, I always realize how much further you can get by just taking whatever help comes your way. Like, you got to take advantage of every opportunity, especially as a black person. Not that we just lesser or nothing like that. But, like, if you see something that says, like, you know, we want black artists for so-and-so. We want black writers for so-and-so. We want black IT support for so-and-so. Like, why would you not? They're, they're specifically looking for you. So why would you not take advantage of anything that's, like, can be used to just anything. move up? Yeah. Anything. As long as you're not, you know, compromising yourself. Like, I just never been that kind of person to be like, I can't take money from so-and-so. Or I can't take advice from so-and-so. I think that's where it really comes into play. When you are jealous of somebody and they try to give you advice, yeah, and you're like, oh, this nigga gonna tell me what to do, but they don't even deserve to be there. Like, you start getting all in your head. Bro, last time I did that, last time I let probably get the best of me was when I got fired from a job, bro. I ain't gonna lie. Really? I've been fired. I mean, I am perfect now, but back then. I smoke that time. But back then, you know, your boy got fired one or two times. It's cool. There <laughs> <laughs> was not allowed to work in the state of South Carolina anymore. Bro, that's. Bro, I don't need that shit. <laughs> but yeah, man, like I was, he was trying to give me advice about, you know, certain processes and ways to do certain things, and I just wasn't having it. Like, I was like, like fuck you. I, I don't know if I was all that, because, you know, I'm better than you. That's how you respond to people. <laughs> What's happening? Kayla, how you doing, sis? I love you. Um, But yeah, man, like, I just had to check myself. Mm. Well, after that, because I didn't get fired from them. that one. After you slapped him and pulled your dick out and peed on the desk, that's when you had to check your pride. After you took a shit on all his papers, and that's when you check your pride. You good? I'm just telling the story that happened. <laughs> oh there. man! All right. Mike has a question. I don't know if you want to. I don't know if we answering. Go ahead. Three questions. Mike said, "So tell me what y'all think about the mayor giving Jay Z the key to the city? <laughs> Since it's a problem, Mike, who does, who's this a problem to? Because I don't see the people it's a problem to." It's not us. I don't too much care. I really like the the fact that the mayor is giving out keys to black people. The black like, ass mayor mayor is out here giving bro, the keys. Bro, my niggas my niggas giving out keys to black people. <laughs> like government cheese, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like he don't give a shit. You get a key. You get a key. <laughs> I think it's awesome, man. Like I don't know why he wouldn't. Like, is there a reason why? What the people that are mad? Did y'all have, y'all have you seen any people that you know why they're mad? Like, I know like people like because the key to the city is supposed to be for like. Uh, helping the community and stuff like that. And for those people, I, I think like it was some church folks that were upset that he got to keep, that they got to keep to the city. Well, cause they think he's a Satan and shit. No, because like it's like you know the church is real active in the community. It's supposed to be anyways. Mm-hmm. It's like what have you actually done for the community? All you did was bring a concert. You don't think that brings I think huge revenue to the city? Bro, I, I feel like that's how I feel. <laughs> right. I don't know if they deserve the key to the city for it, but I'm not mad that they got it. Like, yeah, there's a kid in the fucking city. It's like, bro, like a Jay Z and Beyonce on the on the run concert comes here. Right. Like, that's like opening up. Like, it's like, okay, well, these niggas did it. Like, all these other people are gonna start to come here. Not only did they do it, but it was largely successful. Like, these pictures of this like packed out stadium, like it was wildly successful. Yeah. So, so like, like it only helps us. You know, that's what I'm saying. And all you had to sacrifice was a damn key. A fake ass key that they gonna probably forget about on the way back to fucking. Bro, they probably got so many keys to the city. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Blue gonna play with that shit tonight and just like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
Throw that shit somewhere. So y'all got a problem with giving a girl y'all house key though? We got a problem with giving the friend what benefits a house key might. Ain't nothing wrong with giving your woman yeah, I a don't, house key. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as soon as you text me, I'm probably going to make plans to either let you in or right. figure out a way back to my own house. <laughs> so, like. We'll be in the middle of something right there. Bro. <laughs> got to go, y'all. <laughs> Chugging up the deuces. <laughs> Buns the black, on the way. <laughs> the Black Caucus of Columbia meeting. <laughs> Dips out. Bro. I don't care. We was about to. Sign a deal for reparations. I'm bro, okay. You tripping? <laughs> you tripping? <laughs> Anything you want? It's like, <laughs> hey man, buns, buns are now. Like reparations is gonna take a couple. Yeah, couple of months. <laughs> yeah it's gonna take some processing time. <laughs> I can come. I can sign this over the phone. Terrible. I can sign a PDF. I told y'all, willing for the movement. I don't know why y'all keep. <laughs> I don't know why you keep tuning in. Just tune in for me. I'll put y'all right. Oh man. So anyway, <laughs> um. Movie came out just recently. Spike Lee movie. Mm-hmm. First decent Spike Lee movie in the longest. <laughs> Black Klansman. Shout out had highlights. Cocaine Lorraine. You saw Cocaine Lorraine's like <laughs> ass jiggle and city meets and the J- Dave Chappelle scheme scene. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen the whole movie because I was bored. I just watched the Cocaine Lorraine scene. <laughs> he just passed <laughs> one. <laughs> Yo. Um... So yeah, man, how'd you like Black Clan? I thought it was pretty good. I think people hyped it up a lot a lot more than I would. That yeah. was pretty good. People like Spike Lee's back, I know, which he is in return yeah. form, but it's not it was a pretty I'll give it like a strong like B minus. B minus? B minus, man. Damn. Cause the the dialogue is a little stiff and weird sometimes. I think John David Washington is an actor, he's a little stiff. Yeah, I think that too. And old girl, um, well, we're not gonna say her name yet because we're gonna save her for the, rest of the end of the show. But um, you know, his co-actors was a little stiff. Dewana, how you doing? Dewana. <laughs> um, it's just a little stiff in some places. The storyline was a bit predictable, but it was a good movie. Yeah, it was a good movie. What do you think? I thought it was pretty good. I would have gave it like a B, B plus maybe. <laughs> what was my B minus so devastating? Cause be minus, it's like, oh, <laughs> like, damn, nigga, you almost fell asleep on it. Like, I, feel like, I feel like that's what a B minus is. Wasn't that bad, Neat, How you doing? Um, so yeah, man, it was a pretty good movie. Um, like I, I do agree with the, the, the writing, or mm-hmm. at least the acting. John David Washington was a little bit stiff, but in some places the stiffness was like the awkwardness was like on point because it was like he needed to be that awkward, like when he was pretending to be, you know. White on the phone. Yeah, that shit was funny. <laughs> pretending to be every one of those scenes was hilarious. Bro. Yeah, all those shit was hilarious. Um, pretending to be down with the cause, like his sniffers there was like accurate. Yeah, uh, Alec Baldwin was funny at the beginning Alec of the Baldwin movie. Hilarious. If you don't watch the movie for nothing else, yeah, watch the opening scene. <laughs> watch the opening scene. I forgot who the dude he's, he plays. It's a. Oh, it was a real dude. It's a real dude. I forgot the name of the dude. It is the funniest. Look. Just watch for that moment. Yeah. Turn around. I see what you're looking at. Bro, we all... Bro, <laughs> bro. It was some buns. So many fine women in the library today. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on, but... Well, we know what's going on, but... Doing the shot collar. Doing the shot collar. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you look at your buns, you just get a zap. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, man. So, movie's about... Uh, if you haven't seen any trailers or whatever... Movies about a cop who gets hired at Colorado Springs uh, Police Department. Black cop gets hired at Colorado Springs Police Department. Mm. And 
uh, he poses as a white man on the phone to try and uh, infiltrate the KKK. Mm-hmm. Uh, that part is pretty funny. And then, uh, but the only problem is he has to have a white cop to play him in person. Kind of uh, key. Yeah. So there's another uh, cop in the precinct, and they it's more so about like how they infiltrate and bring down that chapter of the KKK in Colorado Springs by by both working as this one central. Ron Stallworth. <laughs> that name is so freaking corny. Yeah, it's crazy. Huh? That's his real name, though. <laughs> um, so, yeah, man. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah. Um, it says, is the, obviously the movie was racist as shit at some point. Oh. There was some cringeworthy moments. It's about, I think it had, somehow more had more N-words in it than uh, Django. No, it did not, bro. It did not. There was no way that movie had more N-words than Django. I don't know, but we gotta look at the statistics. I, I felt like it'd be close. You talking about N words from white people or N-words? everybody? Cause I don't know, bro. Stevie, Stevie might, Stevie might cancel out the whole movie, bro. <laughs> Stevie from Django might have canceled out the whole movie. <laughs> if not, then it's only because Django's like longer. Cause yeah. Django was like like almost three hours, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a good three hours. That was yeah. <laughs> that might be the only reason why. Um, see, I mean, it's a movie's constant reiteration of how racist. America is true. Is it truly constructive at this point, or should we shift our focus to like how much better black people are doing instead of the bad shit? I've been saying for a while now, like we need to shift the focus because um, it's like it feels like like we know America's racist, yo. Like we know like any white people that don't agree don't want to know. We know for a fact, like we know how you know racism has this country has been built on racism. Like we know that by now, so it's like. How much we can we drive home this point? I'll keep harping on it more than anything, more so than just celebrating one another. And I see the celebration happening more lately. And I actually see the shift start to happen. But it's like whenever it happens too much, I see a lot of black people is like, nah, we can't celebrate too much because this racist shit happened today. Or like this shit, this racist shit happened like, you know, over 400 some years ago that is connected to this thing in modern day. You know what I'm mean? saying? Like they're trying to connect all the racism every single time. I just don't see it being productive. Like, I think we need to push for white people to be uncomfortable as possible. Why? The more uncomfortable they are, I think the, I think the more the uncomfortable they are about it, the more they'll have to like finally acknowledge it and like finally say like this shit happened. We fucked up. Like instead of like it being these small groups of people, like the whole shit needs to be collective. Like. I feel like the more we make white people uncomfortable, no matter what way that is, they'll like be pressed into a corner. Like, okay, 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 we fucking did it, we fucking did it. Like, but are they saying that because they truly believe that, or are they just like scared? Because there's a lot of people, white people, are just scared to be seen as racist, so they just agree with whatever the fuck you're saying. It's just like, um, for example, like with like the LGBTQ community, LGBTQI. I don't, I don't see, I didn't know the other letters, <laughs> but like, I know a lot of people will say stuff like, you can't say certain words, so, so when somebody says one of those words, this actually happened on Breakfast Club, um, somebody said what you used to call trans people back in the day, somebody said it, and they were just like, you can't say that! What are you talking about, tranny? Yeah, I think it was Duval when somebody said tranny. Oh. Yeah, it was Duval. And they just like hopped on his ass, they said, you can't say that! And he was like, why can't you say that? And they was like, you just can't say it. <laughs> And though you shouldn't call people anything they don't want to be called, like, if you're telling people they can't say something, you shouldn't know why you can't say it. Like, you can't just 
be out of fear. Like, no, you're not allowed to do that. I mean, because it's not really respect. That's just being scared to be canceled. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't get canceled, bro. <laughs> I'm not trying to get canceled. So, educate Sisley's here. Yay, Sisley's here. Yay. Somehow Duval recovered from that with a, with Duval, a banger. It would have banged. You need a number one summer hit to yeah. recover from that shit. Um, but I think that's what will happen if you do that, bro. You just, instead of actually get people to understand, like, you just scare them. Like, they just get nervous around you and they just don't say what's on their mind but they still think that way I don't think white people do that I think white people are the collective is so powerful that they're like what? that they're not gonna be like they might be backing into a corner but like I think they'll like speak their mind now they scared gonna get them canceled like think about how white people can't get canceled as a collective they cannot get canceled different white people can get canceled like look at Roseanne for example like that separate- stupid <laughs> I'm saying different white people can be canceled for and look how quickly they come for racist ads and stuff these days. Uh, the whole Shea Butter thing, the um, Dove came got came for a couple times. Um, so you think? So you think if we keep making white people uncomfortable or push to make white people uncomfortable, they just won't say nothing. That's They'll what just happens. Like, act fake. It's the same thing with people dealing with on um, the gay and trans community. Like a lot of people don't understand it, but they're scared to vocalize it. They don't understand it because. There's certain people in the gay and trans community that don't want to actually have a conversation. They just want to attack the person. So they're scared to say anything, so they just be quiet. And then when they get with their friends, they're like, yo, that shit is weird. Instead of actually like trying to understand yo, it. Yo, man, why they like dudes, man? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what happens. Like, you see it all the time. Um, You can just tell when change is actually happening. Because they actually like preach it to other people. They actually spread the word. Like, once you have your thing about the last time you had your mind changed on something, and then you met somebody else who was ignorant of that same thing, and you'd be like, well, you, you look at it as a learning opportunity. You'd be like, well, actually, bro, da 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 da. And you get to teach them something. But if you don't understand it, you're just like, I, I don't want to, I won't get hurt. <laughs> just don't hurt me. I'm just going to stay over here and don't say nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you think focusing on the stuff we're doing good or. The, the positive change that black people have had is better for the overall movement. Absolutely. And I'm not saying don't call out racism when you see it. Don't get me wrong. But, like, don't go looking for it. That's what I'm saying. Because if you look for racism, you're going to find it every time. I think it's a lot of people is looking for the ra- They're looking for the shit to be mad about. I think. Oh, you tell me your thoughts. Make oh. white people uncomfortable. <laughs> at all costs. At all costs. At all costs. <laughs> Would you? I mean, have you seen that actually be effective? If uh, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> you just you just gonna put it out there. I, I, I want to challenge everybody here right now. <clears throat> the first white person you find, <laughs> you say, "Am I doing good, Massa?" Let's <laughs> see how they react. <laughs> see how they react. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to make oh. any kind of difference. Oh, God, no. But as long as they're uncomfortable, we're doing our job. <laughs> I told y'all Will is the villain of the show. I don't know why y'all don't believe me. He I does this every time. Idea. I think it's a good idea. Uh, I mean, you go, hey, you try your method, bro. I'm going to try my We're going to see what happens. Um, I don't know, man. I really don't think it matters at this point. <laughs> you don't think it I don't. I don't. Why? Um, I, I, I don't agree with Focusing on negative shit. I really don't. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if the 
focusing on positive, it's, it's, I don't think it's like a wave that like all of us can get behind. Because some, some people just want to be mad, bro. Some and I'm not, do. and I'm, I'm just over trying to convince people not to be mad without a solution. So that's when you just like the people that rock with you, rock with you, the folks that don't, that yeah. you clearly see, just want to be mad. You just like, all right, well, yeah, y'all niggas go off in the corner. That's my only problem. My baby mama, Amanda Seals, bro. You be watching Instagram? Yeah, bro. She be going fuck off, man. She be going off. Like, she be getting big mad at these trolls that want to see her mad, bro. I've never seen her in bro, she, had a, she went in last night, bro. I didn't even watch the ones from last night yet. Bro, don't. She was, th- she was still talking about the people coming for her, about talking on the black experience and shit. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just Yeah, because she wasn't a descendant of a slave or some shit like that. that I didn't know what DOS meant until last night when I watched her damn story. Bro, when we start making acronyms and just decide that we're all descendants of slaves, which you got to get out of that mindset to begin with. I didn't, know, I didn't know that was a thing. Bro. I thought, of, I thought of you were black in America. You had the same struggle. Bro. Like, this whole thought of, like, we're all born of oppression. Like... We just gonna disregard the Moors. We just gonna disregard the fact that there was like free black people out here, just doing their thing. <laughs> like we just, we was all slaves. I mean, there might be some slaves. nuance in there, like as far as people's history goes, but like I feel like for the most part, like people of color in this country are dealing with the majority of the same things, outside of like affluence and things like that. Right. But, you know, like the the social struggles, the you know, just all that other shit. Like it's still the same, no matter if you were descendant or slave or not. And that's when you go into that personal Olympics, bro. It's like, <laughs> no, you can't talk on it because. Yeah, like, why are people fighting? Like, why are people niggas arguing? Niggas fighting to be oppressed, bro. I'm telling you. Niggas just want to win at something. I win at, win at victimization because you got to think about what victimization is, man. A lot of times when you play, when you are the victim of something, you're told, like, this was out of your control. Like, mm-hmm. you had no power in this happening. This is, this has happened on you. It's not your fault. You know what I'm saying? Like, you were innocent in this whole situation. So you get to put your hands up and be like, I was victimized by so-and-so. It's not my fault. And you get to let go of all accountability, and you just get to be a victim. Versus if you actually take control of your power, you have to recognize that you can better your situation if you wanted to. And that's what, that requires work. Nah, yeah. I, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Niggas ain't trying to do no work. You know what I'm saying? Dana, what's happening? Crush, what's happening? Yeah. I mean, the collective you, niggas ain't trying to do no work, bro. <laughs> that shit is... Please tell your black friends to stop doing this shit. Any black friends you have that do that, please, so, please stop. So I don't know if y'all heard, but Spike Lee, uh, it was revealed recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it? The the NYPD's tax, 2016-17 tax thing came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it showed that Spike Lee's production company had done some work with the New York Police Department mm. uh, in a campaign to better relations between police and community. Whatever that means. I mean... <laughs> I guess it means make make the cops think they ain't gonna shoot you. I guess <laughs> right, you're I guess, right. I guess that's what it means. Right. Maybe ain't gonna think you ain't gonna get beat the shit out of. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> until it actually happens. Mm. Um, so despite Lee's campaign with the police department, counteract the things he seemed to convey throughout the movie, as well as his adamant criticism on the on police and NYPD in general. Well, you know, Spike always been talking shit about police for like forever. Yeah, but um, there's like one thing that sticks out to me is like there's one line in the movie. Remember when they're in the room in that little closet, mm-hmm. and um, uh, Ron was like, "Y'all know so and so is a dirty ass cop." They're like the scumbag cop who's like a parody of a scumbag cop. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
They was like, y'all know he's a scumbag cop. Like, why don't y'all say something? They was like, it's a code, man. You can't do anything. It's a brotherhood, man. Yeah, that was, that was over the top. Was... <laughs> that was on the nose, bro. <laughs> so I had to have a message like that in the movie and then go and do the ad campaign with the cops. It's like, eh. Because he got paid over 200000 for this shit. Okay, so here's my thing. Like, even though you criticize the NYPD and all this stuff, mm-hmm. like, don't you, even still, don't you want the community and the cops to have better relations with each other? Yeah. Like, I have no problem with what he did. I don't think I have a problem with it. It's just like when you have that message in the movie and then you do that, it's like, what do you really believe? Do you still believe that the cops will still have dirty cops in the organization that will be covered for by quote-unquote good cops? Yes. So I he, think even he believes that. So to believe that and then also get paid by the cops to get even closer with minorities seems counterintuitive. It's uh, Excuse me. Um, I don't think just because you believe that you don't want like people to have better relations with each other. I think you should still want that. Like, despite the fact that you believe that there might be dirty cops and there might be this blue wall of silence, you should still want your community to have better interactions with the police for their own safety. You know what I mean? I think there's that. And then it's like, you would want that, but how much do you interact with that other side if you know they're still going to be doing you dirty? How much are you actually going to... Re- how's the best way to describe it? Um, like, so we've had meetings with the cops. Like, I don't... First of all, I don't really know how much of this blue wall of silence. I'm, I'm sure it's a thing. But, like, as far as here in Richland County, I don't know if it's that deep here in particular. Mm-hmm. But we've had several meetings at the, with the cops at Rich. Mm-hmm. But we've never, like, taken money or nothing like that from them because we just wanted to have, like, an honest discussion mm-hmm. and say how exactly how we felt. And we did that because we want the kids that we mentor to be able to go out in the streets and just do what they do. Mm-hmm. Without you. So I guess it's the fact that you get, you're getting, like, such a large sum of money when you're saying one thing, but you're getting money from them to work with them. That's the part that makes it look iffy, I guess. And it sucks that you that, that part would kind of make it that gray area in there. But, like... It's any situation where you get like a large sum of money that you, from somebody that you're claiming is the enemy. You see what I'm saying? I mean, yes, he spoke out about police. It it just seems like he would want every he even though he got paid, which mm-hmm. maybe the payment part is what you're sticking on. Yeah, such a large amount of money, yeah. That's but, like, I mean, you fucking strange. Spike Lee. Like, it's a production company. Like, you're doing, like, you're working. I, I don't give a shit what it's about. You know what I mean? It's like, you working. have every right to get paid. You have every right to get paid, but you're getting paid by who you call the enemy. But even still, like, even though they are the enemy, like, you still want your community to have better relations with that enemy. Not for the enemy's benefit, but for your own people's benefit. Because it's not just the fact that, like, cops are cops are aggressive towards black people. It's the fact that, like, uh, black people sometimes don't necessarily respond well to the police. Mm-hmm. Or this that in the third? You want that connection to be better for both parties. I agree completely. And it might be very well be genuine. I'm just saying, unfortunately, because you're taking such a large sum of money, I don't blame people for having their, you know, reservations about it. I think people are simple. You can't blame people for having their reservations about, especially when you look at the whole. I just told Will about before the show, the um, Boots Riley manifesto, 
who he's claiming. I don't know. Sissy said, I think he was just trying to portray a realistic opinion in his movie. Um, he very well could be. I think you might be right, uh, Sisley. But um, Boots Riley, who's the director of Sorry to Bother You. Um, he's just mad, bro. He's just mad. I will say, when I first heard about it, it sounded like he was bitter as fuck. And he did have that interview where he was like, some high, you know, high tier directors and actors didn't want to work with us on this movie. And they will be destroyed by our movie, which didn't mm-hmm. happen at all. <laughs> but, like, he was sounding salty in that interview. But he starts off the manifesto by saying, like, this is a knock against Spike. Actually, like, he's the whole reason I direct in the first place. There's been Harvey. plenty of niggas that do that before, bro. They do. I'm, and I'm not, I'm just <laughs> putting the facts out there. make disclaimers. <laughs> and, they, and they completely rip somebody apart. I'm just putting the <laughs> complete. You're absolutely right. He was like, this ain't a knock against Spike. I, I actually respect him as a human being or whatever. But the whole movie is actually a fabrication to make cops look better. And he's saying, like, a lot of these, like, really the whole, like I said, the whole baseline of the whole movie, the whole premise, really, is based on false pretenses. And that Ron Stallworth himself actually lied in his memoir, which the movie is based off of, to make um, himself look better as well as cops look better in general. Um, He's saying that Ron actually assisted in assassinating several black leaders in the civil rights movement, as well as disrupting several um, black organizations. Um, If anything, he actually helped white supremacists um, actually do more shit. So let me ask you this. I am cutting you off. I was gonna say sorry to cut you off, but I am cutting you off. Yes, yes. Do you do you think that police, the image of police, has been torn down to such a level that they can't be trusted? For me personally, no. Really, I would say so. Right, I, th- so. I think people look so negatively at police that like people don't trust them whatsoever. Like people don't believe that police are there for their protection, M- mainly black people. Um. Do you think the problem is that that happens because people forget police are actually human beings? Because I think people are looking at police as like one monolithic like force mm-hmm. just put here to control black people. Yeah. You think that's why? Oh, uh, that could be it. I think the social media has a lot to do with it. I think social media has just destroyed the reputation of police in general. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it be you know these constant shares of killings and things like that. And people assuming that that is now the norm, right, right, right. You know what I mean? Or it's Excuse it's me. it's happening at such a high rate that it's a likelihood in their own interactions with the police. So like, <clears throat> even let's say even if the movie kind of softened the image of police, and that was what that payment was for, right? Well, the, I don't know what the payment was. The for. payment was really that statement you made. Just to build better relations between minorities and police. Yeah. That's all. So let's say, said. so let's say that payment was targeted uh, towards this movie, right? Let's say, you know that 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 influence was taken in mind that they were going to improve police rela- police relations mm-hmm. with this movie. I don't have a problem with that because I feel like the the image of police has been so tarnished that like it's like they are the enemy. You know what I mean? Right. So in in that regard, like I feel like it was, even if that was the case, if that was what the payment was for, it was justified because, I mean, people police aren't all the way great, but I mean, like they've been like torn down to nothingness. You know what I mean? I would agree with you if it weren't if if it weren't for the fact that if this thing is indeed like completely fabricated, I would you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Basically, if it was just a fictional movie that just wanted to put police in a good light. And, and they you just said based that. on a true story. Yeah, like if it's not a true story, like don't don't make it seem like it's real. 
to build a false narrative to get people to buy into a you know concept. Like if I'm gonna think something, let me think it with the facts. Yeah. Don't trick me into thinking whatever you want me to think. I mean, on one hand, if this is what Ron Stallworth put out as a memoir, then I'm not gonna knock Spike Lee too much. Um, I would mm-hmm. knock him in saying that you need to research further. Than, yeah. If you're going to make a whole movie around it, right. you need to research further than just one guy's memoir. Right. Um, but I, I'm not going to like completely believe Boots Rise without doing my own research. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah, I'm no, not going to no. like, swing just, one way or the other too far. He just, and that's, I don't see a, like, well, <laughs> it's not like he doesn't have a reason to lie, per se. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, but if I choose to swing either way, I'm fine. In this post-hetero society. <laughs> post-hetero? I don't know. <laughs> I'm on the spectrum. It. We're not doing it, bro. We're not doing it today. Cicely <laughs> said, how are we supposed to ch- want change while calling them the enemy? Say what? She said, how are we supposed to promote change if we, while calling them the enemy? And them as in the police. Yeah. Um, yeah, we don't personally call the police the enemy, per se. No, I don't. Um, I think it's, it is definitely dirty cops. Um, I've definitely run into dirty cops. Um, thankfully, me or Will hasn't really suffered police brutality per se. They shot they, sh- they shot my tires out one time. They had they did shoot Will's tires out. That might be that might be an example. But that was bullshit. <laughs> I don't know that true stuff. I don't know. I don't know what happened in that interaction. No, I we, like the we got a working theory today. <laughs> got a working theory that the police shot his tires out. <laughs> but I have faced like overly aggressive police that I know were profiling me because I saw them physically stop. Somewhere until I moved my car. Even this story, bro. Did, did you did you do wrong? Did you do wrong? No, I didn't do wrong. Did you? Okay. I did an improper turn That's, and okay. ripped apart my car looking for drugs and shit. Bro, it's because you was riding with white girls. They knew something was up. They was like, "Ma'am, are you okay?" <laughs> bro, I, I promise you. Yeah, they, they went up to her. They talked to her. They, they did that thing where they separated us. And they talked to her for a long ass time. Y'all had to, y'all had to get out the car. Yes. Oh shit! I didn't know that. Bro, they had my shit on the streets, bro. They had my shit on the streets. They broke my glow compartment looking for shit, bro. Oh no! Well, that was after they saw the drugs, right? They had okay. Let me tell you the story because now we can got into the shit. <laughs> Since why you ain't heard the story? Because I didn't want you to worry. Because I love you. I don't want you to worry about me. I'm okay now. But like, no, a long ass time ago, uh, it was me and my friend on Kayla. I think she was in there. I think I don't know. She might have left. She's a young white woman. <laughs> we were leaving this bar. And I was driving out. I was pulling to go out, and a cop had saw me. Like, the cop was about to head out of the parking lot themselves. Saw me about to pull out and stop this shit and put on their brakes. So I said, okay, I'm stopping, too. I don't know what the fuck going on. <laughs> I'm not going nowhere. I stopped, too. They didn't go nowhere. I didn't go nowhere. So we sat there a good five minutes just staring at each other. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. I don't want no bullshit. But I'm going to sit here. Eventually, it was 3 o'clock in the morning. Kayla's like, I'm sleepy. Please let us go home. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I guess we're going to go. I pull out, take an improper turn by going to the furthest lane instead of my nearest lane. Lo and behold, I get pulled the fuck over. <laughs> I get pulled over. I come in the car. Hey, you had something to drink? Da da da. No, I ain't had nothing to drink. I'm good. Da da da. They all in my homegirl face. All the light shining. Somehow, some way, they ended up searching Kayla, and she had just got a two pull, and she had, um, I think it was hydrocodone, and for whatever reason, this woman decided to put the pills in a little baggie in her purse instead of leaving it into the medicine capsule. So I was like, oh, we got reason to believe you got drugs in the car. And you just step on out so we can search the shit. Had my shit in the streets, broke my glove compartment, fucked all my shit up. Looking for like, oh, just, it was just gross. 
They asked me if I had any weapons in the car. I said, I ain't got no weapons in the car. They found my box cutter from work. <laughs> Tried to claim that shit was a weapon. You didn't tell us you had us in the car. No, no, no. They freaked out for a minute. And I said, sir, it's, it's a box cutter. Please. <laughs> it's a box cutter. About about an hour, they couldn't find nothing to stick me on. So they let me go. So I had to clean all my shit up, get in the car. And we was driving five miles per hour on all the way to us home. Like, we, we ain't go nothing. Like, it was terrible. So, but thankfully, I'm still here. It wasn't no, like, I ain't get beat, nothing like that. But shit like that. So after that, for a good while, I didn't trust cops. Absolutely. But, like, I know, like, all cops aren't bad. Like, okay. I would, at, at the time, I probably would have thought it was racist, too. But, but what? Is it really? Like, it seems, it still I feel seems like it was profiling. It still seems pretty bad. Maybe maybe they weren't profiling on your race. Maybe they're profiling on your age. If they if they saw you good enough, or the time of night, or where y'all come from. Because didn't y'all come from Shaggy's? We did come from Shaggy's. So you know what I mean. It was a, it was know. a lot of different situations that could have played into like his thinking. It's true, but I don't know. I'm bro. black, so it was racism. No, nah, it's not even that, bro. I, just, I have no solid proof to say it was racism. Yeah, but just like I said, just off the. In general run-ins I've had with the police in general, and just talking to police, even like I'll never forget when I met the chief of police here. Um, tried to approach him to talk to him about something, and like I just feel I've being a big dude that I am, like I felt like you know you feel like white people being nervous around you and shit. Yeah. Like especially when you a big black dude, like you feel a nervousness about them. It's not like he's scared, but it was like a nervousness instantly happening when we started talking. Mm-hmm. And, like, when we were talking, like, he threw this little signal behind his back. I said, oh, shit, what the fuck going on? And whoever this was, this publicist or whoever the fuck, like, kind of escorted me away. It was like, thank you for the questions, man. Like, appreciate you coming out. Da, 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 Bro, don't touch him. To get me the fuck out of here. You know no, I'm saying? not saying you. That's what I was told oh, to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, you stuff like that. Like, it's just a white nervousness that you've gotten from white people who are uncomfortable around you. Oh, I'm sure a lot of black people can attest to this. That you just, It's just a feeling. Like, yeah, you know, they're not vibe, easy. Yeah. They may not be racist, per se, but, like, this is just uncomfortable. Because they don't know even they don't they don't know anybody like you, so. Sister said the only other valid point is that he was coming from a bar, or he was a black man with a white woman. I mean, I'm going with the latter, Sister, but you know whatever. <laughs> Shaggy was like a problem bar too. Shaggy's was a problem bar. I mean, it's you could it's, be right. It was a different, know. yeah. I'm just thankful I'm still here. Like that's at the end of the day. Look, <laughs> I'm good. Okay. <laughs> All right, man. So, one of our new favorite shows on HBO. Bro, this show's so crazy. It's it's very strange. If y'all haven't checked it out, every week we gonna talk. Every week we gonna talk about mm. random acts of flyness. We are. It needs to be talked about. Um, it comes on midnight Friday. Friday at midnight, right? Yes. Friday at midnight. It's a on weird HBO. time slot, but okay. Friday into Saturday or Thursday into Friday. Friday into Saturday. Friday into Saturday. Yeah, on HBO. Random acts of flyness. Trippy show talks about a whole bunch of black shit, uh, mm-hmm. social issues, different things. Uh, I think, what was it? The last episode, we talked about the first two episodes. They just dropped two more episodes, episodes. No, no we talked about the first one. Yeah, the first one, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. So we watched episodes two and three mm-hmm. last week. Um, they had, uh, episode two was like black man cat calling one another and showing each other affection. Yeah, what you think about that? Sir? It's... Trippy because like the the way they the way they did it was like the episode starts like a, a woman gets catcalled. Yeah, yeah it's on yeah. um, old dudes on um, Terrence's girlfriend apparently. Yeah, 
Um, she bad. She's also on an HBO show called Deuce. Okay. Um, but anyways, um, the show starts like that. Like she's getting cat called, and then she like puts up this wall or some shit. The, the <laughs> literal brick wall. Yeah. <laughs> Stop the dude in his tracks. Um, and then the show transitions into black men cat calling each other, which is which is a little bit. It was strange to see. Yeah, like dudes are legit. Like <laughs> one dude was like, "Hey, bro, I like how you fitting in them jeans." <laughs> like, but but like the dude walking never seemed uncomfortable. No, none of them was. All of them was loving it. Yeah, all of them was absolutely loving it. Um, it, was, it was a strange. Story. It was so if y'all can't like I said if y'all ain't watching show you need to watch it. But if you can't visualize it, like I said, it's just New York. It's just a series of dudes just walking down the street, just catcalling each other. <laughs> this dude was like eating a sandwich. He was like, "Hey, yo, <laughs> yo." Just like loving on each other and shit. This one dude, it got it got really weird with the kid was walking down the street, and the dude was like, "Is that my little man's?" So yeah. I was like, "Okay, yeah, what's happening now?" <laughs> but it wasn't no creepy shit. He was just like, you know, just showing the dude love and stuff. So it was all black dudes too, by the way. I think it would I think it would have hit harder if like the the dudes were like uncomfortable, like the dude walking was uncomfortable. But you think that was the point? Do you think the point was for men to like love on each other and like? Well, the, the, it's confusing because of the way the show starts. Like, it was like a woman getting catcalled, and I thought it was going to be a play on that mm. and how uncomfortable she was or mm-hmm. how, you know, how she wanted how she to ended reject that shit. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just strange. Like, it was, it was, it was different. Like, it was, it wasn't just affection. Like, it was like, it was catcalling. Yeah. It up. wasn't like, you know what I mean? Like, it was like, hey, what's up, bro? Like the way you. Doing your thing today, whatever. Doing your thing today. Like, <laughs> we'll share about cat calling the family. I don't fucking know, <laughs> bro. I, I just, call, I, bro, the way you cat call, you on cat calling one on one. I don't cat call. Don't you know. look at whatever part of the woman is protruding, and you add a bitch to it. <laughs> Yo, that's the way to do it. Yo, I don't, I don't do it. Get your friend. <laughs> I don't do it. Sister, go get your mans. <laughs> go get your. That's the way to do it. That is the way to do <laughs> it, though. That is the... I mean... Terrible. These are facts. Um, so, yeah, man, like, that part, it confused me because it was... Yeah, whatever. I it felt like it was, like, imagine a world when dudes, like, catcall each other. And, like, it just threw the whole, like, woman catcalling out the window. But, like, the dude was never uncomfortable, like... I know what I'm saying, like, because I think the whole theme of the whole episode was male affection. So it's like, we're going to start off with this. I don't think they're ever intended. They really considered, like, making what it would be like for a man to be uncomfortable getting catcalled. So I think that's been done before. Like, by, like, I'm other sure stuff on YouTube. Has by. So I'm sure they was just like, you know, we're going to do the exact opposite. We're going to do niggas catcalling, and they're going to actually enjoy it. <laughs> that should, I don't think any dude would enjoy being catcalled. That's what I'm saying. It's like, imagine a world where this happens yeah. and, like, how awesome it will be. Like, this is what it looks like. I did like the part where all them niggas got together and just hugged. That was crazy. And then the um, the old dude popped up. What you think about the old dude's speech? I don't even remember what the nigga said. <laughs> I had to watch this shit twice because it was super weird. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, so like at the end of the, all the cat calling, like it's like about 20-something black dudes just hug each other. Yeah. And it was very dope. They just start piling on each other and shit. And then they like all break up and some old-ass black dude just comes out of nowhere it was like, yes, this is a beautiful thing for men to love each other. And oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like a whole drum line behind him. It was like a pretty epic scene. And he was like, "You can do the same thing to women, but don't be creepy." <laughs> <laughs> I 
Like, that's what the whole speech was about. This is very confusing, but just very abstract. Yeah. What the fuck? See, I, I, uh, we in the show early, early, because it's about to go down in another room out here turning up. Yeah. Um, the dopest part of the show I felt was, don't come in here, little nigga. (laughs) Um, the dopest part of the show I felt was the, there was a, there was a part where like it it shows like a few different trans people and, um, Mm. shows a woman, um, also, Mm. but, uh, it shows, what is it? Uh, it shows a black trans dude a, who's already gone through, uh, who's already transitioned, right? Yeah, I don't know if he had his like genitalia like transition, but he definitely had boobs and stuff. He does living as a woman. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and there was a, I'm not, there was a, there was a Hispanic dude. I think he identifies as trans though. I think he identified as trans because he said that makes more people uncomfortable. It, it makes people more comfortable than if. He said he didn't know or something. She like said that. like, "Is she, it she?" Yeah, I believe she identifies as a woman. Okay. She says she's trans, and she said she wears a dress even sometimes when she doesn't want to because he doesn't. She doesn't have to have the whole conversation that she's still trans even when she doesn't wear a dress. So she makes it easier for people to know that she's trans off top by wearing a dress, even when she doesn't really want to wear a dress. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. Okay. Yeah. Sure. We'll go with that. Right. Um, so yeah, that was that part was really dope. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was them two the and black then that dude, woman. the black, the black woman, mm-hmm. the Hispanic woman, and the fine ass black woman. It's so exhausting <laughs> keeping these pronouns right. You gotta do it, man. Bro, do I have to? Hey, you don't try. Do I have to? You can do what you want. Shit, this is getting mad. I do it out of respect for other people. Golly. Um. <laughs> I'm, I'm be honest, but that shit is hella inconvenient. This is hella inconvenient. Why is it inconvenient? It's just keeping shit straight, man. Like, even though I see you as a, I can see that you were a dude at one point. Mm-hmm. You still look like a dude, but I gotta call you a woman because that's how you identify. She's just aggravating. Like, I mean, like I, I do it out of respect for people, but like, shit's aggravating as fuck. Is it aggravating or just like you just get confused and? I feel like I'm. I feel like I gotta constantly walk on eggshells around people. Well, you feel, okay. Why is the reason you feel like you gotta walk on eggshells? Because you feel you feel of fucking up and getting called out, or because yeah. yeah. Well, how many people yeah. have actually like called you out on some ignorance as far as that goes? And like I don't know. I never fucked up in public. <laughs> be honest. Because like I'm gonna be honest with you. Like I have trans friends and like gay friends, but I don't. And I don't even know all the shit. But like. I never nervous about fucking up because I know the people I associate with are like, no, that's actually, you know, you should identify so-and-so as so-and-so. Like, for instance, I just realized that some people identify as they and theirs. I didn't know that shit. And so, like, learning that... Oh, much. Learning that, like, if I, if I say I have respect for this person, that's what I just do personally. Anybody who doesn't understand it, I completely understand. I think you should, like, have a dialogue with that person though, more than anything. Instead of just like, not saying that you're doing this, but instead of dismissing it, like you should have a dialogue with that person. And if you can't have a dialogue with that person, then you just need to keep it pushing because that person's not even trying to educate. They're just trying to look for somebody to blast, put on blast. You know what I'm saying? I don't dismiss anybody. Yeah. I, either I, like you said, I either won't interact with you, yeah. but normally I do. Because mm-hmm. like, I don't think like that's, I don't think something as petty as that, even though I'm aggravated by it. <laughs> Should like stop you from like building a relationship with anybody. You know what I mean? Right. It's just 
difficult. And I yeah. think people should know that for somebody who's not used to that, especially for people like down south. Right, right. It's difficult. That's my main and thing. And like you should be tolerant of people learning yeah. and adjusting to this world side of the world that we a lot of us ain't even seen before. Yeah. I agree completely. So um it just gets frustrating sometimes. But anyways, <laughs> um so there was the black woman, the Hispanic woman, the cis woman, and was there anybody <laughs> There was a cis freaking out the away. cis woman. And was there anybody else? In there was one more. I think she was trans. Um, it was like a relatively oh. white. They had like a glimpse. And she was just like, if you feel like you got to change yourself to the point that it kills you, then I don't think you should do it. Yeah, it was uh, the 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 woman who had transitioned to a man. You remember with the beard? Oh, her. That's not who I was talking about. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. yeah, it was a woman that transitioned to a man. That that nigga looked like a dude. Yeah, she looked like, like one a of my homies. Cis dude. She, she, he looked like... Almost like conceded a little bit. Yeah, rapper like, a little bit. I was like, "This nigga fly." Um, the one thing I think that is the video on. Oh wait, I might just something like that happened on my. Is the video still recording? Oh, okay, I don't know what happened to my computer, uh, but whatever. Um, one thing I didn't get at all. So it's like the the trans male mm-hmm. was saying that um. A lot of people who call themselves man and woman don't even know how to, a good way to define that. And he was like, legit, like, who would tell me yeah. what defines a man and a woman? I was like, I think we can define a man and a woman. Like, I understand the sentiment that he was saying, mm-hmm. but like, I don't believe in just like blurring all the lines. It's just like, nobody's bodies are different. Nobody's like genetically different. Yeah. Like, either you just call yourself a man or a woman, like, which you can't, like I said, identify as whoever you want. But I'm not for like just like dismissing biology. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's the one thing I was just like, I've always like, <laughs> damn, stay out here making faces and shit. Um, I always say, man, like you can do whatever you want to do, be whoever you want to be, do your thing all day. But it's when you start like purposely disrupting other people's lives mm-hmm. to adhere to your rules, and you like you know, kill them for not adhering to your rules, which they fully don't understand yet. Then it's an issue. Yeah, but like if you're willing to just work with people who are just trying to get adjusted to who you are, then you're cool. Yeah, um, I the one like eye opening thing about that was the dude, the I'm sorry, the woman, the Hispanic woman, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> that said like they had the lady come up to them in the street. Yeah, we were talking she, about that. Yeah, so he talks about a story. She talks about a story where uh, she says a woman came up to her in the street, and she's like. They were across the street, and the woman ran across the street and said, "Hey, you're so beautiful. This and the third. Right. You are just amazing." And she said that it was just as painful as like anybody else calling her some type of just yeah some some slur, derogatory some, word yeah. or something like that because it made her feel like a spectacle, it made her feel like some kind of, yeah something mm-hmm. to look at, mm-hmm. and, and it made sense like it made it really perfect did. sense. It made I feel like. Anybody ignorant or not even trying to learn would be like, what? So what do you want us to do? Like, you want us to praise you or not? But like, yeah. Like, they just want to live. Like, any, anybody just wants to live. Exactly. Just wants to go down the street and just do something. Yes. Because, I mean, I guess the way she was saying it was like, this person either did it for attention or is welcomed by the attention that they get. Right. You know what I mean? So they just, they just want to live, man. Like, they just want to live their life how they want to live their life. That's it. And be left in peace, so. 
And that's, I mean, that's the bottom line at the end of the day. Like, that's why I don't understand why there's so much. I think the hate comes from the confusion. Like, it's human nature for a lot of people to just attack something they don't understand. Yeah. Just attack it. Like, there's a reason why, like, quiet kids get, like, picked on the most. Like, because it's like bullets don't know what's going on in their head and they just want to know so badly. And they just, like, do anything to bring it out. Yeah. And they just jab at them and it's, that's crazy, so. Yeah. That was a Fiji water I bought. I'm doing you. <laughs> oh, computer. You know people like, just want to tell you they just spend money on you at all times. That you up. That shit was like two thousand four. Well, I had a backup water because last the other time you ain't come through. Who was who was? Do we have a guest last time? We had Indigo B. Wow, you forgot about Indigo. Did I not get water? I did get water. No, the time before that time. It was just us. What we need water for? The same reason we need water now. Bro, you good? See. Oh, <laughs> oh um, this is Rodney. What's happening, y'all? Oh, yeah, what's up, man? Um, so also on there, they talked about Nuclean. You want to explain Nuclean? Since you got a better grasp of it than I did. <laughs> Nuclean was a little confused. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. Nuclean was basically like Spanish um, Neverland. Um, it's this little, little boy. He was like going through the streets, chasing the shadow. Um, I still don't fully grasp why he was chasing the shadow. I think shadow. he was just his innocence. I think he was yeah, playing so. around with his own I innocence. think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes perfect sense. Chasing the shadow. It looked like he was chasing this girl at first, but he's just chasing the shadow. Goes to some kind of facility, uh, festivities with his family. Out there, he sees one of his best friends. They start play fighting, and they're like just really affectionate. Like I said, the whole episode is about the male affection. They start fighting like really affectionately and stuff like that on the bed and everything. And um, I guess the the head patriarch of the house comes in. And he's like, "Yo, what's all this gay shit? Shut the shit down!" And like his family like helps him like escape. I'm sorry, this girl helps him escape. Um, and she's like, yo, we got to get out of here. So they escape the abusive-looking father, mm-hmm. uh, run off to some, like, looks like some kind of um, plant or something. Yeah, it was like a sewer or something. Some like sewer that. or something. Yeah, yeah. through grossness, New York grossness. <laughs> and um, uh, the boy, basically, it, t- it turns into a musical somehow. It turns into a musical. It does. <laughs> called Nuclean, where he's telling the girl, like, here, you don't have to grow up and be around toxic men. Um, Patriarchy isn't a thing here. Massage is not a thing here. We can just be kids forever and be innocent and love each other and everything be great. He does this whole singing selection and dance moves. Bro, my man was out there. My man was out here like flexing, like he's gonna just shooting his shot all the way. Um, doing backflips and shit. He had a whole like choreography team behind him. <laughs> Did all this shit. And the girl's like, I'm good. Like, I mean, this is sweet, you're sweet, but I'm good. And he's like, But you can stay here and not have to deal with misogyny and shit and be happy. She was like, nigga, I still want a man. Like, I don't want, I don't like misogyny, but I still want a man. Like, <laughs> I'm not with the grossness that come with men, but I still want a man. And I thought that was dope because um, it reminded me of, like, the memes you see where a woman posts, like, men are trash memes all day. And then they go and get dicked down by their dude. <laughs> you know? I know one person that's posting men are trash memes. They've been posting it for, like, three weeks. Who's that? I don't know. That. Who's I that? ain't going to call them. Nah, man. I ain't going to call them, my brother. They might want to. Come up here one day. Hey, bro, you jazz me. I, I can't help you. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think about um, Nuclean? Did you like the message? Did you think it was? No, I like the message. It was very confusing. Was <laughs> the, like... the scene was very confusing. <laughs> the whole thing. It was like 10 minutes of just confusing. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. When I first watched it, I was just enjoying the music. And yeah, the it was. It was, very, it was very nice. <laughs> and uh, me seeing stuff like Nuclean and like other things in the show, like what is the production cost on this show? That's a good question, bro. Like, it's a lot of special like effects. Like, I feel like it's like an eye production show for some reason. It seems like it. it seems, or maybe it just like had a really good sweet spot. 
but they're doing like a lot of stuff like digitally. Yeah. And like I said, um, set wise, set design wise, costume wise, um, it looks it's pretty. It means HBO. Like I'm sure. I'm just glad that they took a chance on this black ass show like this. That's obviously yeah. super weird. Sometimes it's a little bit too weird. Well, not too weird. It's too abstract to really understand what they're trying to tell you. Yeah. Um. Cause I don't know about you. I watch every episode twice. Cause I don't watch every episode twice, but I need to. Like I'll, I'll admit that. <laughs> yeah. Like, and didn't they in in this episode? Didn't they reveal that they're in an open relationship? I guess. Cause I thought she just ended up in bed with some random dude. And but the then they were episode. talking about it the next day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were talking. They did. You're right. So they're in. Uh, they're in an open relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And apparently she masturbates the civil rights videos. Bro, I don't know if that was the case. I think she was just there. I think she. But she had a big ass vibrator. Like he even said, "This is what you masturbate to." Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's all so weird, bro. Jesus She's Christ. legit masturbating the civil rights videos. <laughs> had this giant ass vibrator and going going in. That's different. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, man. So it it the show is designed to like break black people out of their little boxes absolutely and just think about everything differently which is more of what we need absolutely I would I would rather like something like this over like another black ass movie with slaves <laughs> oh no more slave movies no, <laughs> no more slave movies please 12 Years a Slave was like the, the top that was the end that of was it, it. that was our swan song for the slave movies <laughs> <laughs> like let that be it please um so yeah man episode 3 was pretty dope too mm-hmm. they had uh, a couple different things in there they had it thing about like bad hair yeah what'd you think about the bad hair thing so it was funny as shit <laughs> you want to tell them what it was what it yeah was? man so bad hair it's basically about um what is it the the hair goes to jail or some shit <laughs> like <space>. so <laughs> it's a while man yeah let's take it from the top all right so i can't remember what happened to me i just remember the hair being in jail <laughs> So some black woman goes to goes to the salon to get her hair done, and like she goes in there to get shit done, and they're like, "Oh shit, this shit is like bad hair." Oh yeah, like, it is right. And it's a play on the whole like this is thing in the black community that's been ignorant forever that some black people have good hair, which is like fine hair, easily combable. Usually they're mixed with something to where they're not all the way black, mm-hmm. and they just can watch a Gary Owen skit. You'll understand exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> Versus quote unquote bad hair, which is like thick, 4C hair, um, something thick like mine that you can't easily get through. People call it black bad hair because it's harder to deal with. So the, the woman walks in. Let's with, take good hair right here, y'all. That's just the hella gross hair. That's the turn on the black woman away hair from the show. Um, but everybody keeps looking at this crazy. And then this, the work, bad part about this podcast, bro, is it's in the glass wall that people just look at us crazy through yeah, sometimes. They, bro, they just stare. <laughs> they just stare. We need to turn the couches around and have like a real audience. I'm scared because they might run up on us behind, from behind us. You don't want the thing streaming? Okay. Yeah. It is? Oh, yeah. It's blurry as hell on my shit. On my shit. I don't know. My shit might be going slow. But, um, what was I saying? Oh, so it's so bad that the hair like actually jumps off the woman's head, head and runs out. Yeah, that's just strange. That's <laughs> so weird. Gets in a fight, a street fight in the alley <laughs> with other hair. <laughs> There's other undesirable hair out there. Undesirable <laughs> hair. She gets locked up. <laughs> this is all hair now. All hair. You gotta see it. Like, we, <laughs> like we, like we're not doing it justice. Like, really, yeah, you can't describe it. Honestly, it's just a. Ball I don't know hair. If the. I know the first episode was on YouTube. I don't know if the other episode. Yeah, was on YouTube. You get one. Everybody gets one. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
The hair gets locked up, and then um, this woman finds her in jail and gets like sneaks in some shea butter, I don't know, <laughs> coconut oil for her, and it's like, how you get this and stuff. She was just like, um, no, nobody taught you how to be. What is this? Bro, we're not we're not doing it justice. The bad hair skit was funny. You gotta watch it. Like, but it had a point too. Like, yeah. stop calling people's hair bad and just embrace whatever you got. Yeah, watch it. It's very entertaining. <laughs> so, um. What is this? The black people owning gunship? Oh, yeah. The, you remember the whole part what about just like black people saying like the Second Amendment isn't for us? I remember that part. I don't remember what it was based around. though. It was basically saying like black people can't use guns the way white people can without being thrown under the jail or killed one. Oh, it, did it have uh, the fucking Black Panther shit? It had um Black Panther. Um, yeah, it had the oh, Black okay. Panthers. The Black Panthers, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think kind of kind of deters that point. Um, they had the Black Panthers running through. Um, oh, I forgot what it was when they went through the city hall. City hall with loaded guns. Yeah. And um, you know what I'm saying. And that, they showed the pamphlet and all the other shit. Yeah, yeah. And um, and then they showed the dude in Dallas that killed all those cops and stuff. Yep. Um, it's basically the message seemed like it was trying to convey that black people can't really own guns like that because we we'll always be seen as like thugs or whatever like that. But um. I don't know, cause I know black people who have legally owned guns and they get along pretty fine. Like I legally own a gun, right? So you never had? Well, I don't know. You really bring your gun out like that? No, I don't. Yeah, so you probably don't. But like, this, I just heard that narrative for a while now. That like, I mean, bro, I don't, I don't think, bro, I, I don't think if, I don't think if it's an open carry state and you walking down the street, mm-hmm. you're not gonna have a, you're not gonna have a good interaction with a cop, like. <laughs> We talking about just like you purposely showing people that you have. A gun? I mean, you can open carry states like Virginia. You can literally carry a gun completely visible. So you saying a black person going around like showing his gun out on purpose versus a white person doing it? I don't think. I, I think you'll get worse results. I agree with that. It was like it was like the. It seemed like the point was like black people can't be messed with. That black people at just all. can't have guns. Yeah, like it's just bad all around. Same thing with like. If you go outside, you might get shot by a police. Da, 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 like that whole narrative, it felt like. It's accurate. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's extremism. Like. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I could, I could, I understand it, but I don't fully agree with it. Yeah. Like I, I, like I said, I don't think black people will have the same interaction with the police in an open carry state that a white person would. Yeah. I just don't. But at the same time, like, I think. It's okay for us to legally have guns. Mm-hmm. Um, cases like self defense might be a little bit harder on us, which I which I fully believe. I do, um, but it is what it is. But at the same time, you got like my, my dude with the tattoos all over his face. I don't. I don't ever. I never catch this dude's face. Daylight. That is not daylight. Shut up. I'm being serious. I thought the dude. I'm sorry. I thought you was joking. Dude with like tattoos. He's got kind of heavyweight. Got tattoos all over his face. He's got dreadlocks. He's got like a thousand videos of him showing his kids how to use guns. Oh, I don't know. He's been out here viral for. Darren knows what I'm talking about. Oh, he's been out here for a hot minute, like showing all his guns and stuff, showing his kids how to use guns, showing videos of his kids like these are like kid kids shooting like guns. Yeah. Oh. Like shooting guns and stuff like that, and he's oh, like, yeah, he claims it's like all about you know black empowerment, getting ready for the war. Nigga, no. I'm not with Sit my the good. Fuck down. <laughs> I don't know what can my kid using guns, or knowing how to use a gun, because in the, the day they're still kids. But um, and he, I, I haven't seen any issue with him having 
He's still viral to this day. Like he need to be canceled. <laughs> That's one dude you want to cancel, bro? Yeah, <laughs> eight year olds holding guns. Get the fuck out of here. I'm not with it, but like, there's actually a whole certain of people who believe this. Like, I know people personally. Hotels. It's a lot of hotels. <laughs> um, I know personally, like I said, at least one person who strongly believes in this and um, has taught his kids. <laughs> I don't know what that, sound, <laughs> what that sound was. Who <laughs> did that? So, um, yeah, man, like, fuck out of here, guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's also another skit on there called Hotel Squares. <laughs> did you like Hotel Squares? It was, I don't remember it, bro. <laughs> but you gotta watch the show. I'm telling you, you gotta watch bro, the show more than once. I'm telling you, bro. I already got my mind fucked for 30 minutes. I'm not gonna do it for another 30. It blows by, bro. It blows by. Like, and I'm saying back to back because I used to like, I used to watch the next, the last episode right before the new episode again. Yeah. And so, yeah, like it's just because it's just so much happening, and that's the only drawback of the show. So much shit is happening, like okay. every second. <laughs> Y'all gotta know <laughs> every second, and it's like so much information thrown at your face. It's hard to digest it all. Yeah. Uh, let alone fully appreciate it. Um. Uh, Kobe said he educating his like they educating theirs though. I don't agree, but I do understand. Huh? He right about that. Yeah. <laughs> I, get, I, I see a lot of white people oh. on YouTube and shit <laughs> forever. Yeah, putting guns in their kids' hands <laughs> forever. So that's a good point too, man. I don't know. It's, it's on you. I don't. I think kids have kid minds, and kid mind plus a gun is like it could be a toy one day. It could be a gun the next. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I'm just not with it. Yeah, but. And again, um, I don't want to go. So, the best part of the whole fucking show, bro, by far, the bitch better have my money out. <laughs> Please explain the bitch better. All right, so <laughs> imagine a world where there was an app, right, <laughs> <laughs> that uh, allowed black people to locate the the white people that owed them money. So, like, except reparations. Yeah, the reparations. So let's say. Your descendants were owned by white man John Smith over here. The app would allow you <laughs> to locate that white person mm-hmm. and receive your money. Now the white person could pay you anonymously. Yeah, Johnny ain't got to go out of his way. Yeah, yeah. We hey, we make it easy for him. <laughs> um, they could pay you. Uh, y'all could meet up if they were so brave. Yeah. Um, it was a, it was a it was a bunch of different ways they could meet up. So, anyways, the skit is played like uh. The niggas like Steve Jobs. With a turn neck. Yeah. Having like the Apple keynote. Bro, it's just so perfect. So it's just like a, a sea of white people. And there's one black dude in the audience. One black dude. The niggas started crying. But they were crying tears of joy. He was like, yes, thank you. So anyways, um, just like Apple keynote, he's like, look under your seats. <laughs> So anyways, all the white people that are there that he's talking to, he explains the app, whatever. All the white people there, um, they pull out their phones, yada, yada, yada. And like, he's like, now, I got a surprise for you. (laughs) (laughs) We've invited a select few black people. (laughs) Oh, bro. And so anyways, black people come out and like that. And like every, just phones start going off. Bro, like left and right. My homegirl, the first one that got the ding, she was like, I'm going straight to this motherfucker. <laughs> like, she went straight to him. Bruh, and it was so funny because, like, <laughs> these white people knew they were about to have to pay up one way or another. 
And so, like, all the white people try and run out the room. They try to get out. <laughs> they try to break out. They the try to get out the room, bro. And the doors are locked. This shit is so funny, bro. And there's this one black dude. He's just crying. Bro, he's just crying tears of joy. Bro, it was one black dude in the audience. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> bro, he's just so happy. He was, like, overwhelmed with joy, yo. Like, this is the promised day. Would you like to see this app hit market, Mike? <laughs> you talking about realistically or, like? Bro, realistically. I feel like it would be a beautiful thing. <laughs> Because not just for like you know regular as regular smegler white people, but like you know huge corporations is like going down, man. Mm, bro, and they're gonna be black owned, like or to be turned into something black that we need that we need. That's gonna be out. You know what kind of parties we would throw? <laughs> like you know, and you understand if all this shit got turned over to black people, bro, this shit be so amazing. <laughs> I, I want to see this app hit market, like, bro. But this might be, and you know, art imitates life, bro. This might be the push somebody makes. <laughs> I don't know how you could identify the white people, but still. Everybody's DNA, I feel like everybody's DNA is stored somewhere. Like, that might be the conspiracy theorist to me. But, yeah, thank you, Darwin. I feel like everybody's got a DNA sample stored somewhere, bro. And you know, all it takes is a one black person to just crack that shit. <laughs> it's going to be Omarosa. She gonna, she gonna Omarosa? Shit. Yeah. Spirit, what's happening, man? So what? So what if um, on a side note, what if Amarosa was one to take the presidency down? You know what? I feel like uh, somebody asked this question, bro. If Amarosa was the one to take down Trump, like, would is she invited back to the cookout? And shit? <laughs> Nigga, yes, you got to. You got to. Like, as as terrible as she is, she is she if she, if she did it, she would be that aunt that you hate. But you know, at the end of the day, she may be. For the right amount of, for the right amount of like press on her own side, like like if it makes her look good enough, mm-hmm. she might just help you out. Like she might. Is it really helping though? Cause she's helping herself out. Let's Bruh, be honest. Let's I be completely honest. She's trying to sell her book. I don't give a shit. So, but it's not if helping she, you out though. If she can fortify the fuck up out of there, I don't give a shit what happens. So you you hold on. So you actually saying she invited back to the cookout for for selfish reasons for helping herself and yep. a side effect. Is it helps out all the black people too? Yep. And she invited to cook. even though she did nothing. She's no no remorse. No, she, she could easily get canceled again. But I mean, bro. how about you just be like, hey, thank you, you still not in here, but thank you for your services, bro. Because this no. shit wasn't for us. Nah, bro. I gotta give her props, bro. I she ain't doing it for you. I don't give a shit, bro. She, she did it. She not doing it for you. She did you, it. But you invited her back like she did you a favor, bro. She, bro. She, bro. She did a service. She did you a, a side effect. <laughs> hey, bro. Whatever. That's how easy results it, are results. That's how easy it went over will, y'all. Now y'all know, bro. If you get if you get forty five, you ain't shit. <laughs> you go down. <laughs> if you get forty five, the fuck up out of there, bro. It don't matter, bro. Now I don't know if Pitt's gonna be good. I don't, I don't, <laughs> Pitt's like Pitt's like. Uh, Throw all transgender people in jail. <laughs> but, <laughs> bro, that nigga's crazy. He is. He might just do some dumb shit like that. Pence might, uh, bro, Pence, Pence, Pence is going to like, he's going to like move funding. He's going he's gonna to destroy Planned Parenthood all the way. Blow it up, like demolish it. Like, <laughs> bro, purposely blow it up. He's going to turn them into like a gender re-reassignment. Sorry. Bro. Pence would do some dumb <laughs> shit like that. And it's gonna be and it's gonna be those places that like 
try and pray the gay out. Pray, it's gonna be shock treatment, <laughs> <Yeah>. like facility. <laughs> That's what Pitt's gonna do, bro. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, in that aspect, I don't know if it's good or not. <laughs> But why? Right, so she had like backup tapes of like the pants, bro. That's the, bro. That's what we need, right? I don't know, man. You talk, you talking about the sci-fi. That's why I can't. I'm just gonna stay in neutral because she's not doing none of this for us, none of this for justice, and that shit like that, bro. She's trying to sell the damn book. Who's worse, Amarosa or Stacey Davis? Well, I mean, Stacey ain't had as much, I guess, influence. It's, um, it's, I guess it's by default It's Omarosa I don't even remember What bad Omarosa did I know she's just An asshole Bro she was I don't. I can't remember I know well, she's done the, things It's the fact that You claim First she was like Trump's a terrible person But then she got a ticket To the White House She was like Oh no he's, he's, he's good people He's actually wonderful And now she kicked out Of the White House So she said Oh he's actually racist That's, Release the tapes Omarosa That's what we asked She released the tapes When y'all buy the damn book <laughs> <laughs> Like that's what I don't like, bro. That you say that you're for justice and shit, and they ask you details and say, like, "Well, you just got to read the book and you'll find out." Like, bro, I'm gonna got to release the tapes, bro. I'm gonna release the tapes. Do we need the tapes though, yeah, bro? Apparently, who needs a tape to see to know that Trump's racist? No, point? I need a tape to get him the fuck up out of there. Oh. You catch Trump saying "nigga," that's it. <laughs> Is that's it? Because he bro, basically said it. it, bro. He basically it, said it, bro. That nigga's out of there. He's literally said nigga in so many other ways and just bro, saying nigga nah, by now. He get, no, he got to say the word, bro. Motherfuckers literally called African countries shithole countries. <laughs> that's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same. All this other shit. Bro, it doesn't matter. Too. Calling all the Hispanic he, and he Mexicans. He needs to say nigga, faggot. He needs to say one of them shits. Well, see, he ain't say the other one, so I guess he's still going to be in there after the takes come out. <laughs> Yep, okay, more work to do. <laughs> so he's gonna say, he gonna say, niggas and just get them out of here. That's gonna be the thing. Yeah. Just get them out of there. Bruh, that's, that's not looking good. I don't know. Y'all tell me if y'all need all I got that. a question. What's that? Are we allowed to say? What? I'm really scared to say it. F A G G O T. Or E T. How's it spelled? O T E T? As far as I remember. <laughs> F-A-G-G-O-T. Okay. I think you shouldn't say it at Are all. Are you allowed to say it in reference to something else? I would hope so. Like, in reference. If you do, well, people will never <laughs> know the incident. But it was an incident. We had a conversation with a friend of ours. If you say it like he said it, which is like oh, a yeah. casual grossness. But if you were referencing something terrible that somebody else could do, I would hope that people understand. I don't know. I don't know, bro. Niggas mm-hmm. can't say nothing nowadays. This is not a hateful show. We don't hate nobody, but no. we will reference the dumb shit that other people say. So, <laughs> there you have it. Um, let's go Amorosa. All right. <laughs> so, the last skit on the episode three of uh, Random Acts of Flyness mm-hmm. is like, there's these three women in the car. Yeah. All fine-ass women, by the way. Yeah. Well, one of them looked a little... <laughs> this guy... But... You know, <laughs> I probably would have still tossed that thing up. Um, I'm sorry, y'all. It is what it is. Um, I speak facts. You you hide yourself. No. Um, <laughs> hide myself. <laughs> yeah. You hide your true nature. Um, mm-hmm. It's three women in the car, and they're all talking about yada, yada, yada. <laughs> um, and then, <laughs> no, and then... <laughs> 
I don't remember what they started at. Okay, but I remember like the the, oh the, the shit centered around <laughs> the shit bitch. <laughs> you gonna let you gonna let me get my shit off? Yada, yada, yada. Bro, you ain't got to dismiss the conversation. Go ahead. Bro, I don't remember. God dang. Go ahead, bro. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead. Anyways, they're all talking about something. Mm-hmm. And then they uh the show the the skit focuses around Black women being undesirable, especially on dating apps. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, I think, black women rank last. As far as dating apps, yeah, I think I believe that is a fact. Yeah, I I, I know it's a fact. I can't remember what the number was. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like they, they're behind Asian men, I believe it was, or something like that. I don't know that part. I, she said it in the shit. Oh, but um. Yeah, man, that's just like fucked up. Um, I don't understand it. What do you think about it? Like, I mean, what is what is the why is there a perception that like black women are either more difficult or less beautiful on these dating apps where like you can just like it's so easy to just dismiss a person on a dating app. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so why are they like not drawing the numbers? I struggle with anything that tells me that black women are undesirable. Cause it's just a hard thing to grasp, but like I do know that there's stereotypes that you know, of course, make black women out to be like angry, um, less attractive, which I, I don't understand that shit at all. Um, <laughs> like you said, like most likely to have like baby mama drama and shit like that. I think all that the, the whole narrative of that comes into play, even though, like I said, I believe in focus perpetuating black women that's doing their thing. Especially when black women is like the most educated people in America. Like, I don't understand. I don't even know if it's actually people just ignorance or people mm-hmm. just, I don't know what the percentage of white people using dating apps is. I'm sure that plays a factor. Because if mm-hmm. you're white, you're more likely to find white women or go towards other white women. Yeah. So I don't know if that plays a role. Um, I know a lot of black dudes that use dating apps just want to hook up. They're not really trying to do a long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that plays a role, but, but I mean, like even still, like that shouldn't affect the numbers, unless like black women are more like, in in general, like they say, want relationship more than other races. I mean, it's all about getting a swipe. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Bro. I don't know why it is. I don't know why that would be a thing. Like. Do you think the narrative that black women are supremely unattractive is still being pushed hardcore? I don't think so. That's what I'm saying. It's just a hard thing I, to I think it's understand. more of a, a mental thing. I think the narrative that black women are more difficult is still being pushed. <clears throat> like hardcore, like I yeah, I think so. What do you see a push that? Like on social I'm media? Not, stuff? Yeah, social media. You got all these memes about black women and stand a third, you know what I mean? You don't see memes about like <clears throat> Asian women besides their driving or <laughs> white women besides their beckiness. <laughs> That's true. I will say, like, yeah, I will say when it comes to black women being made into a meme, like this something particular to black women versus a white woman is just making fun of a human being being stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will say that. I see that. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just like bad narratives being pushed on black women that just aren't necessarily true. And you think people just don't care to know better? I mean, like you said, especially with like um, 
with I don't I don't know the percentages of black dudes on dating apps either. Yeah. But um I wish you had those stats. Yeah. Um but if that is the case then what all what do they have to go off of besides memes? Like I guess like if you want to take a, if you want to if you want to go on a dating app, you don't want to have to take a deep dive on like race not re- necessarily race relations but like breaking the stereotypes of black women before you just go on a dating app. But when you use this general human interaction to just like guide you, like, but if you don't generally interact with them, so you think black men generally don't interact with? No, I'm no, I'm not talking about black women. I'm talking about white men, which I would assume is the majority. I wish we had the damn stats on that shit. But yeah, I'm assuming it is too. But like, so if that's the case, if we're going with the fact that like it's mostly white men on these dating dating apps, like, should we even give power to that narrative? Because, of course, white men are not going to find women. I mean, it's not us giving power to it. It's women giving power to it. It's, uh, I mean, like, we as in the community, like, black community, giving power to that. I mean, I don't even know if it's a black community type thing. I feel like it's a black women community type thing. Because, like, we don't control how they perceive it. Right. We can't control how they um, feel about it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's all on them. So, you think- so I don't think we have much say-so in in it whatsoever because we can't stop them from getting on the app. We can't stop the the facts of mm-hmm. you know the app or you know the results of you know what happens on the app. Right. Only thing we can do is encourage them that this that these things aren't true about them or it just don't really matter. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. We can only control what happens afterwards, you know what I mean? Right. And how we encourage them mm-hmm. afterwards. I think that's the bottom line. That's what we got to do at the end of the day. It's, just, it's the same thing with us complaining about not owning shit. Like, instead of complaining about not being desired in certain spaces, we just got to, like, prove that we can build those spaces for ourselves. Same thing with that. We just got to prove to black women that we y'all are highly desirable to us. So, I don't give a, don't matter about this damn white man who says I don't date black women or a dating app, like, which caters to a certain audience in the first place. Yeah. So... Because you got to take all that into account as well. I think a lot of people just jump into a pool and don't really think about who else is in that pool and how yeah. they will look at you. We just got to change our own narrative is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I agree. But, I mean, like, at the same time, like, maybe we need to, as corny as it sounds, maybe more black people need to get on blackpeoplemeet.com. <laughs> as dumb as that sounds. Like, if you, <laughs> like if you don't want to get rejected so much. Go with yourself, play the, right? I mean, play the numbers. Definitely, I mean, no, it makes sense though. Like black people, me, <laughs> like it just makes sense, man. Like, yeah. and I think that's like I said. I think we just get caught up and just complaining about stuff that not being accepted in certain spaces, and that's just not in just black people, just people of every community. Like going somewhere who doesn't really know us like that. You think like white people would get good results on blackpeoplemeet.com? You think so? Uh, I don't. Well, I don't, yes, I don't know. But. Well, let's say blackfemeat.com was just as good as. <laughs> just as good as what? Just as good as like. Okay, Cupid or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what white people do. <laughs> I don't know either, bro. That's what I'm saying. Stop. Farmers stop, only. Stop, there you stop. go. Put the farmers only shit. <laughs> okay, so Darwin's a member of all of Yeah, Darwin got all the passwords. I used to be on all of those, including Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, man, like dark skinned women shouldn't feel like they're undesirable, and, and 
And even like with this part, uh, the dark skin will be undesirable. That skit. It ties into that one girl. Um, yeah, the woman in uh, the rural booth room saying that she had to fix her appearance. Yeah. Even though she was fine as hell already. She was bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know what she was talking about. I don't know either. But yeah, man. So Just perpetuate black women being beautiful at all times that you can. And keep pushing that narrative. Because um, I think we do fall just, like I said, we just get caught up and complain about shit all the time, man. Like, about so and so not liking us or so and so commercial not featuring the black woman in it and da 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 like bro we know y'all beautiful we gonna so keep switching that let me answer this question so let's say that there are just as many black men on these sites right what causes what do you think is the root if the numbers were equal black men and white men on these sites right you talking about hypothetically speaking yeah mm-hmm. if the numbers were even what would cause the black men to be deterred from black women as well? I think because I, th- I mean, we don't know the numbers. You know what I mean? We don't, and hopefully we can get them next time. We just touch on it. But um, you said what would cause it? I, I would think just like false. I don't know why Donald's cracking up over here. Um, false senses of like false assumptions. Of like black women's attitudes in general, but you have, but you, if you're black, I would assume it's safe to assume that you already have interactions with black women. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why I wouldn't even understand why that would even be possible. Like, you don't think it's possible that black men would choose other races over no, I'm their saying, own. They would. I don't think it would be like large masses of black men. So you think the numbers would even out? What if there were equal number of black men and black I mean equal number of black men. I think yeah, for every like dude black dude who purposely doesn't want to date black woman, there'll be at least like two or three dudes that will all day, every day, no problem. Like I don't see that that's that's always how how's been how's been. I guess. I just wanna pose a question to you. I, I don't know. 'Cause like it's not not like all black men are taking about all white women right now. Like No. I think because I think we get caught up in that narrative when we see. I think I think there is a larger portion of black men that would be okay with dating a white woman. Okay with or like they just not trying to date black women at all. I think yeah, I'll say that. You think there's a larger portion of black men who's not trying to fuck with black women at all than are? Yeah, like I'm not saying it's it's a huge amount, but I'm saying like in compared to like black women not willing to date black men, I feel like it's a larger amount. I think you should. We should look that up and see yeah. if that's actually true or not. I don't. I don't think that's true at all. You don't think so? I don't think so. I think it's a large portion of black men who wanted to date whoever likes them. Yeah. Versus like purposely like not trying to fuck with black women. As long as they get the draws, they don't care. <laughs> right. And a lot of black women, black men that, that do go out of their way to get white women ain't really trying to be with a white woman. They just heard that white women are easy and shit, and they just down to just you know. DTF. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think we should look that up. I don't think that's true at all. Yeah, um, James. What the James? Jamie? No, James Spires. Call me a beautiful man. It's Jamie. <laughs> Jamie, creepy ass. It is. I don't know who let him in here, <laughs> but um, yeah, man, we are gonna look at them stats and we are gonna touch back on that because I don't think that's true. Yeah. Um. So yeah, man, I did yeah. thirteen week last week. What well, you got? Right. I mean, you know what I'm saying. You know, you just watch. Black Klansman, you know what I'm saying? The best, you know what I'm saying? The best B-minus movie of the year. And shit. <laughs> um, it's this wonderful, fine, beautiful black sister in the movie. By the name of Laura Harrier. 
she has been she's an actress and a model. Um, apparently she was in the like short lived One Life to Live reboot. I didn't even hear about this shit. It must have been like one episode and that shit was gone. But the Lord saw a way to still get her her clout, and um, she made her first major film deb- debut in um, Spider Man Homecoming. You about to go look her up? She looks fine. Yeah, she looks fine on the gram too. And um, Ooh, and she got a check. And she got a check. And she only twenty eight years old. Bro, I need a blue check. <laughs> I done got double tapped by Weezy. I need. Oh, I need you, you was the only one that got double checked by Weezy. Okay, right. bro, who made the post? But who allowed the post to be made? Bro, <laughs> what? <laughs> Um, so who's gonna make this post? Excuse me. I'm reading comments. Jane said, "You think it's fundamentally different to be attracted to different skin colors than being excited at different heights or hair colors?" Do I understand that? Jane said, "Do you think it's fundamentally different to be attracted to different skin colors than being excited at different heights or skin colors?" Um. So you're saying, oh, basically, is it a preference, just like anything else? It can be a preference. When it comes to skin color, I use it. I think it usually isn't, because people associate their skin color with the person's personality or cultural differences. So that very much can be. It's the same way I say about. Um, we just had a discussion in the car when I said, um, if somebody says they don't date like dark skinned women, it's a way that you can say that the way you can tell that's problematic or not. Like if they say like, uh, I just don't really, you know, fuck with dark skinned women like that. Versus like I don't fuck with dark skin, um, dark ass women. What the fuck? Like, you know what I'm saying? They just like gross with it. Yeah, that's the difference. Like, <clears throat> it's possible, James. I don't think it happens more times than not. Um, I don't know, man. I I feel like anytime you like, I don't want to say discriminate because uh, that's anytime you have preferences over like a skin color, mm-hmm. I feel like there's like some deeper background to it. You know what I mean? Like there's so like, every time. More times than not, I feel like there's a deeper reasoning behind that. Yeah. More more than likely, the way you perceive that a person of that skin color to be, or a person of that uh, ethnic background to be, I don't know if ethnic is the right word, but that person of that experience, mm-hmm. I'll say that. You know, you you assume black people have a certain experience. You assume Puerto Ricans have a certain experience and a certain attitude that comes with that. Yeah, I can. And a certain that. way they perceive the world. So I can agree with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think it's. I don't think it's like height or, you know, yeah. weight or anything like that. Even though people do be, I find out more and more how much women be discriminating against like shorter men. Like, yeah, that shit's that shit's tragic, bro. What? Shit's tragic for us. Well, I'm not even short. Five seven is the average. Let's let that be clear, okay? <laughs> five seven is the average, okay? I'm five eight. All Why right? are your voice getting so loud? And because I'm goddamn mad, <laughs> bro. Like, bro, like women out here. Bro, they be out here acting like acting like six foot is the standard. That shit is not. That shit is not, okay? I mean, no. I think, no, I think you're right. <laughs> but, like, I think it's like movies and shit. Like, like gas yeah, bro. Hey, you see all these big, tall Kevin Durant niggas. Y'all think, y'all think, that, y'all, y'all think that's what y'all old. <clears throat> not old. Oh, no. But uh, in, in their defense... <laughs> There, there is a certain like security that women feel from height. Yeah, in their own defense. That's very true. And I've met so women say a lot of times about shorter men, like they actually don't date shorter men because they're afraid that their pride might get hurt and they might get hurt themselves if the dudes pride get hurt and dudes try to fight their ass. Like I've heard that shit before. Or like I had a homegirl. She said like she went out with a short dude one time, 
and some dude like bumped him, and the nigga was like not having a shit, and like he the, went to the, the car. Short, the short dude was it? The short, yeah. Watch well, that Napoleon complex. Yeah, that's what that's, I was about to say. Yeah, because he like, that's man, a whole other thing. She was like, "We going to the restaurant to eat? Like, we just got started on the date. Like, fuck that nigga. Like, he just bumped you. Like, yeah. the fuck." That was some high school shit. And then he went all the way to the car and got a bat and everything. Okay. And like the okay. whole date was ruined. Okay, you're you're acting like a short guy at that point. Right. <laughs> Kobe said you sound like a victim, Andre. <laughs> bro, Kobe, you're over six foot, bro. I can't talk to you. I can't even talk to you, bro. I can't even talk to you. Kobe like six two. He is he kiss my ass. <laughs> that was it. James said five seven is the average for a woman. James said five seven Fuck is the average. Fuck out of here, James. For what is it? What's the average woman's height? Like five three, five four? I always thought it was like five three or something. Yeah. All one was. It's my ass. Man. Inherently short. Like, you ever tried to hit on a woman like much taller than you? Bro, bro. I mean, like I haven't, but I would. Like Aja Wilson. You it's, remember how I was like Aja Wilson, bro? I, I remember. I met Aja Wilson. Aja Wilson up, the, bro. But I'm telling you, it's more more intimidating than you think it would be. Like. Uh, it, <laughs> Right, okay, it's easy talk. It's easy talk, bro. When you actually trying to spit game like looking like this, <laughs> and she looking at you like, "What did you say?" Hey, come on, let's sit down, girl. Let's sit down. <laughs> like, come on, let's down. sit down right quick. Even when you sit down, she's still gonna be tall. Oh shit, it's hard. I'm telling you, it's harder than you. I think. have to perch up on the chair, you know. <laughs> Get a like damn child seat, bro. So like, what I was saying was, bro. So hey, here's what I do. It'd be a couch, right? Mm-hmm. I'd be like, yeah, let's sit down and not sit on the top of the couch. <laughs> you like, sit on the arm. <laughs> like you trying to be cool. <laughs> Yeah, what's up, man? She was like, I mean, I would like to get more comfortable if you want to come down here. Nah, girl. Nah, baby. You gonna wait for this? You wanna you want you wanna lay all the way down? Cause we can do that. <laughs> you gonna lay straight down? <laughs> you go ahead and lay down. I'm gonna get on top of you. Um, all right, back to my Thursday week. Laura Harrier, model, actress, recently starred in um Black Klansman. Um, very good job. Very very good job. First time I seen her in the movie. I haven't seen Homecoming, but she fine as hell. Um, the lips are just like infectious. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah, them, golly. Yeah, them lips can get bitten. That picture. <laughs> Please don't bite woman's lips without the consent. <laughs> <laughs> Check her out. Instagram at Laura Harrier. Twitter at Laura Harrier. Very dope stuff. People got in front of the. Bro, I'm telling you, y'all think I'm lying about the studio audience? It's real. People be stopping in front of the show, bro, staring at us, man. Oh gosh, but it's okay because we popping. Hey, bro, we bro, we booming out here. It's because of Weezy. It's because of Weezy. They Thank heard you, about Weezy. it. They heard about it. Thank you, Weezy. I love you. I'll see you when I get home. Bro, um, stop, bro. That's the that was show. my thirst of the week. That's my lady. That's she the in the crib. Show. We'll have butt tooted up in there. That's the <laughs> bro. That picture she posted today with that dress when she. Hold on, hold on. Did you start following her? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's I supposed to do? <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about? The, the black dress. I don't know. I pulled it to the side. Oh, you see, you ain't even up on the game, bro. She, bro, she probably sent it straight to me, and I just forgot about <laughs> yeah, it. So didn't. She actually blocked you. Okay, we gotta wrap the show up. Go ahead and help her wrap it up so we can get your reaction on camera. Oh, oh yeah. Let me find the shit. Weezy WTF. Yeah. Ain't really no thing for your boy. <laughs> Thank y'all for tuning in, man. We appreciate y'all. Oh, <laughs> brother, brother. Ooh. Oh, I already. You I, did, did. I did see it. <laughs> You thirsty are you forgot? <laughs> yeah, I started boy. the screenshot your ass because I saw your picture, your name underneath it. Yeah, boy. Boy. Boy, I think. Boy. That's stupid. Hey, look at look at homeboy. Look it? at homeboy that used to be here. Who's that? You remember to do RJ English? Oh shoot. <laughs> but you see all your friends. <laughs> I had one, I'm gonna tell you after the show who it was, but it was a friend of both of ours. 
is um this somebody we had recently met had posted a picture, and she was looking amazing in the picture. <laughs> One of my homeboys literally just commented, "Wow!" Like I ain't never. I'm gonna say I ain't gonna put All my right. blast on the show, but like <laughs> that shit was so funny. Anyway, Urban, you late, bro? We got in the show now. All right, man. Go ahead and watch the replay after we uh, finish it. Yeah, go ahead and watch the replay. All right, like man. Together. Thank y'all. Oh, yeah, you do the. Yeah. <laughs> play your play your play your role, son. Roll, fam. Play your role, bro. I'm Levar Ball, your ass. <laughs> <laughs> stay in your place, my stay in your place. It's terrible. All right, man. We want to thank y'all for joining us on another lovely episode of Cultivated. Absolutely Inner. appreciate y'all. We will be back to y'all soon. More content. Uh, more shit. More, wow. Don't end the show with cursing. That's fine. Y'all stay blessed and sanctified, just like me. <laughs> Thank y'all for joining me for with another sermon of cultivated ignorance. We love. I love y'all. I love it's y'all been, too. You know. I love you too, Weezy. If you loved y'all, he would have combed his hair and, and cut it. Bro, I'm growing these J. Cole dreads out. Y'all see. <sighs> Thank y'all for joining us. Hopefully come back next time. Please turn off the camera, Darwin, so we can stop looking at this <laughs> terrible stuff. You know, yeah. See y'all next time. Thank y'all, man. All right, peace. Peace. <laughs> Bro, look at your damn.